And welcome everybody to the Tuesday show. My name is James Chen. I'm joined alongside by Mr. Ultra David and Tubaware. How you guys doing? Hey, I'm doing so well. What about you, Barakamus? <laughs> you know, I'm upset because my Combo Breaker merch order was supposed to be here today. And DeJoy ruined it and it didn't arrive today. So now I have to wait a whole extra day. I can't wait. Well, that's terrible news. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> sorry to hear that i'm also been in my combo is... breaker hat tonight yeah no for sure yeah. And oh, yeah. the drip will just have enough, to wait fair enough. those are definitely cool things they made a lot of cool stuff this year uh all right so let's talk about what we're going to be doing today we'll be talking about the dbfz patch it was a big one. yeah we'll talk about it uh we will talk about evo 2021 online the first weekend of which <laughs> has now come and gone We'll talk about the news that there's going to be a Strive patch, although we don't know what it is, so we're going to do some wild speculation. <laughs> we're going to have Romanova on here to talk about gaming and commentating and whatnot. That's going to be fun. We'll have some fun 5-5 five, five matchups. We will be talking about Blazing Strike, a new game. We have some trailers for some other characters. Uh, there's an issue with some late pay for an event. We have mm. some fun and very silly mailbag questions that I'm looking forward to at the end as well. <laughs> oh boy, those are cool. We got a bunch of that uh, today. We so have a, a do we have a Casmer in there? Is there a there is there? not a Casmer actually? There's All no Casmer right. this time. All right, but we got He's some good on ones vacation. But let's start. Let's start by talking about this Dragon Ball Fighters patch. So only what was it yesterday? They had a stream. Yep. The DBFZ show, and they've done these before. This is Tyrant and Damascus hosting. They bring on Apology Man to run through some of the character stuff. But even more than that, they invited on Bum and a couple people from the HOC. They invited on some French players to have actual matches in person, which is incredible. They had a, they had a, a long breakdown of this patch. I mean, in the in the like classic style of like Keith sitting there doing the KI breakdowns, yeah. right? Like, it, like very detailed. Uh, they they had explanations of things. I mean, they they didn't make the changes themselves, so it's not not quite like Keats, but they you know nevertheless had some ideas and they uh, had videos sort of breaking these things down and stuff like that. It was awesome. Hats off to everybody involved. They got some of the stuff trending on Twitter as well. Oh, dang. ninth in the nation as what I saw at the highest point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that Pretty was cool. that's super sick. So in in this stream, they announced the patch. Patch is already out. I mean, they we knew that they were they were going to be talking about a patch, right? But they yeah. talked about it, and then Dude, like it's out already. They even uh, so said it was, was going to be like around. they even said it was going to be out the next day, and then it was out like that night. You know? Right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. They that's, were just like that's like the classic for Arxis, though. They've been doing that a lot, like for Dragon Ball in general. They'll say it comes out Tuesday and then it comes out Monday night. Right. So it's probably well, like some weird time zone stuff going on. But either way, it was dope. It was really cool. Totally. And again, this is a really big change. So if you haven't seen what all the changes are, we're literally not going to be able to tell you them all because it's huge. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, honestly, I mean, like it's very it's comprehensive. Game. Yeah, it's 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 one of those situations where like. I mean, it's so different that does this count as like DBFZ2, you know, like, I mean, it's that's how different it is. I mean, just even being to say alone that you can tag during a special move, kind of like MVCI, like, yeah, that is what like that. 
that changes everything drastically already now that you have these like these tags in the middle of like block Action strings mixed up. Yeah. Yeah. It's cr- that's that's essentially what it is. Yeah. So yeah, uh, it's cool. It's cool. And then that's, pa- that's mean, a really I'll- big change. I mean, the the way that they announced it on the stream, I thought was funny because they started by talking about improvements to defense like here's some new defensive options (laughs) and on the stream and on twitter and on discord people are all like more defensive options oh my god i you know people are like not super thrilled you already have too much defense (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. uh i mean that was people's perspective anyway and then yeah 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 and then they announced that oh it's kind of marvel infinite now and oh like we gave these characters extremely strong options and we've like changed how the float thing works and all this stuff I really mm-hmm. like how they did that, actually, because I feel like if they started with all the offensive stuff and people are like, oh, my God, this is so cool. And then you end with, but here's some stuff to stop the cool new stuff we showed you. People's brains are like, Ugh. Okay. but if you start with a defense and you end with, the, oh, my God, offense, everybody's losing their <laughs> minds collectively. Yeah, it's more fresh in their in their brain. I can see that. It's certainly what I think about more. Uh, so, again, I mean, seriously, there are so many different changes of. Uh, we, we won't be able to say all of them. Look it up. They have had, like I said, a really good breakdown. Uh, their Twitter account has been posting stuff. Uh, I mean, it's the characters very, are also... It's very, it's a lot. And then, yeah, yeah and, and every character got changed. And in almost every case, there was a significant set of changes. It wasn't, it wasn't nothing. And almost all of them were buffs. Like, almost <laughs> all of it was yeah, buffs yeah. throughout the entirety of the cast. Only a few nerfs that they talked about at all. But the crazy thing about this whole entire situation is, wasn't it a few months ago that, you know, we were having the discussion of like, oh, is this game dead because there's no like announcements or something like that? Or that we haven't seen anything new or anything. And then all of a sudden this is uh, just shows up out of nowhere. And I mean, did they even announce that they're going to do new characters or is so far no, all we know? No. So a few months ago, uh, after the Dragon Ball tour, it ended. Right. They let people know there's going to be one more patch. That's what they said. Oh, There'll be one more balance okay, patch. Okay. okay. Uh, and then we're probably going to like stop supporting is kind of how they worded it. Not like okay. stop supporting more like our, the way, we'll, the way we work with the game will dwindle down from there is basically what they said. Okay. Uh, but now they drop this patch and it's like, are you, are you sure you're done? Cause it doesn't <laughs> seem like you're done. It doesn't seem like you're done at all. This is a completely brand new game. I, I feel like, it's a good sign that maybe they're not done. Maybe something bigger is coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was my take on it as well, that it's it's such a significant set of changes that it doesn't seem like something you would do and then be like, later, everybody, and just you know let the chips fall where they may. I feel like it's the kind of thing that you do, and then you monitor it at least and see if anything is too good, really not good enough, whatever it may be, because, again, there are such sub- substantial changes. Uh, and And then maybe you make... Some some set of changes, but like I feel like it 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 definitely to my mind implies that they're going to be keeping an eye on it moving forward. Yeah, I don't know if it means like new characters and stuff, but but like continuing paying attention to it. Right. And I mean, on top I mean, of this, they announced new esports stuff as well. So it's not yeah yeah they they are they are continuing to do sort of not mm-hmm. just the development side of it, but also they're continuing to do the esports and community relations side of it too. Yep. For sure. I mean, the the whole thing about it is this is just exciting for the players and the fans because this just shows that obviously there's still 
involved and still new stuff coming out and with how crazy it is i mean you can already see i mean i've seen you know people who've been playing the whole time really excited i've also seen people who've played early on and stopped being like well they've got me back again you know uh definitely a lot of people are excited to be able to lab a bunch of new stuff i mean this is also exciting just in terms of, you know, what is Arxis capable of for all of their games at this point now, you know, now any sort of talk of like, maybe they'll change the game a lot, you know, we'll talk about this a little bit later, but you know, maybe that this is a uh, stuff that could happen to a bunch of Arxis games, unless this is a Bandai Namco push, I'm, I'm not particularly sure, obviously there's no way to know, but it's just, it's a, it's like, all it's like all positive, like everything that this kind of uh, all uh, good, all like hints at is all good. Yeah, exactly. Well, I have, I wonder. So, I mean, I was trying to follow what people who have kept more like on top of DBFZ think on Twitter, mm-hmm. because I think that if if this were a game that I had been playing and grinding out for the last couple few years at this point, and then all of a sudden they make like major changes to it. I actually don't know if I love that, to be honest. Like, I really like the where some of the games that I played got to. They got they got there with sm- small changes, right? For the most part, mm-hmm. uh, not like really big changes. And I remember, like in SF5 a couple seasons ago or last season, pe- some people wanted big changes, and I I didn't. Right? Some people didn't like the game, and that's cool. And they wanted it to be how they wanted it to be. But as somebody who liked the game, I didn't feel like it needed big changes. Something here and there, and that's what they ended up doing, but not major changes. So that was my first concern. Like, are are dedicated Dragon Ball fan or players cool with this? Is this something that like doesn't <laughs> irk them? Because I feel like it could. You could you could read in it. Oh, we think there's a bunch of issues with the game, and so we're going to be making all these changes because we, the developers, don't think it's in a great spot. But as a player, like I've been watching people who continue to play the game. There's continues to be a bunch of tournaments for it and and events for it and people watching it and stuff. Um, anyway, I tried to see what people were saying, and they seem mostly positive about it. I didn't yeah. see anybody saying, I wish this didn't happen. Maybe not categorically true. I think for some of the individual character changes, I did see oh, a little right, bit of yeah. people being like, oh, but that, know, this, that's, this didn't happen. System mechanics, though, all, yeah. the, all the players are excited. They're super pumped. They liked everything they saw. I didn't see too many people complaining at all about any system mechanic change. Just like you said, some individual character changes, some hidden nerfs that they didn't put on the patch list or talk about on the stream. Um, For example, Majin Buu's butt stomp ender doesn't combo in certain situations now. Hmm. Aliyun was upset about that and... Just like things like that that they didn't really mention or talk right, about. Right, but so. th- those are individual character changes. People are yeah, always yeah. As far be as like the game, people are very excited right. about. I mean, because like if you think about it, you know, even with Street Fighter Five, adding secondary V triggers, then V skills, and then V shift. I mean, those were decent shakeups, right? They those weren't even just like small shakeups necessarily. Uh, I mean, if that happened all at once, it would feel like a really big change. Right. But the fact that it was like one thing per year was like. Didn't never felt like it was a big yeah. change. I mean, does I mean outside of like the, the 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 character tagging during special moves and stuff like that? Like, are there any other like really crazy system mechanical kind of changes, or is that like the main gameplay change outside? Wait, I'm of sorry. This? What was your question? Yeah, they they definitely changed other things. 
Okay, okay. So I, I'm just trying to gauge how different the system mechanic changes are, because obviously the, the 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 tagging during specials is is something that everybody's talking about. That's the one that I've seen right. the most of. So apparently, I mean, oh, some of some of the other ones are going to take more time to really show right. how they're applied. For example, um, being able to alpha counter in air. Um, that's okay. that's a big deal for a lot of characters like for example teen gohan at a built-in mix after a sliding knockdown um that would follow them in the air to the ground he's not gonna be able to get away with stuff like that anymore right um, so the, it's gonna take more time to show how some of these defensive mechanics are gonna play out i think right you can do um a vanish out of guard cancel now by spending two bars you sure can as well, um, key blast deflect on frame one. Uh, sparking blast no longer runs out during combos. Huh. Uh, there's this extra float status that we were talking about, where any attack that ends in the air grants characters float status for more mix up and sort of movement right, options. Right. Okay. Um, chip damage is removed from some Z assists. Uh, there's a new shortcut for doing super jumps i guess that's a pretty big deal as well right uh when it comes to relaunches that's a really really big deal uh this makes it easier for every character to do them oh so like if you want to it launch just, it kind of cuts down on on execution problems because if you hit somebody with a, a 5h or yeah 5h right. mm -hmm. um you can you can relaunch them but when, upon landing you have to super jump now you can mm -hmm. just hold the s button and jump rather than hitting 2-9 to make that happen. Interesting. So it's just a little bit easier uh, execution-wise. Hmm. Okay. It also but has had some bad connotations as well, because characters like Gotenks have to hold the S button for their mix-up. So if Gotenks puts out Ghosts, he has to hold the S button during combos, and it's true, like LK was complaining about it on Twitter, <laughs> where it, it made his mix-up a little bit harder in the combo right, setup and right. everything. So there are some bad things that come along with things huh. like that as well. Right, of course, of course. It's always it's always that way, right? Because the characters are always so so different that any little yeah. control change is going to affect one of the characters uh, in a negative way, probably. They showed that, I believe, if it was Reflect into Dragon Rush... Right? Was that it? That it's super, super far range Dragon Rush? Like it was... Huh. What was the situation they were showing where they were canceling into Dragon Rush and it was like three quarters screen distance? It was super... Oh, so it was the key charge. charge. Key charge. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was... So, yeah, so if you're key charging to knock away projectiles, yeah, you can do that. Huh, interesting. Okay. More anti-zoning. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> which definitely seems like how some of it went. But they also, I mean, getting to go over the characters, we're not going to be able to talk about every character. Um, but it seemed to me as somebody who is, is definitely more in like the observer situation here. I'm not an expert in the game. It seemed to me like the idea was to increase movement options and mix-up options. Like that's mm -hmm. what it seemed like the thrust of it kind of was. Is that your impression, yeah. Brock? Yeah, no, that's 100% what I feel as well. Um, I mean, if you just look at Frieza's 5M, and right. Super Saiyan Goku's 2M. Like, they both, yeah, Goku's 2M goes three fours, and Frieza just all the way across the screen. Yeah. Uh, th those alone can just be put into categorically, I think, movement options because of how yeah. far they move. Right. Um, but yeah, like, even if you look at, like, Zamasu, his fly is, like, three times the speed it used to be, and he has mm -hmm. an invincible teleport while flying. Uh, so he's, like, a flying Wolverine now, no big deal. <laughs> um... <laughs> 
like there's yeah there's there's a there's a lot of yeah i think movement was emphasized the float stuff after aerial special moves um also gives you more movement options even though they're short burst movement options it's still there like yeah i i do think that it almost feels to me like they were trying to give you more movement options because they're also deleting neutral like so many characters now have a way to get in fast and safely mm-hmm. uh, and if you don't you can pair them with someone with like a beam and throw a beam and then you get your active tag right in. Right. So <laughs> like it, it's, it seems like they were, they were just like, yeah, you know what? Neutral's overrated. Let's just let people go nuts. <laughs> I mean, look again, as somebody who's in definitely the observer situation, it looks fun to me. Like I've been watching people. It come looks out wacky. With videos. It looks wacky for sure. It looks wacky. <laughs> Okay, all right. Well, my perspective of that is that it looks like it seems fun. What do you think, though, Brock? Um, man, I stopped playing Dragon Ball Fighters because of the netcode. Yeah, but I stopped watching it because I got tired of watching fifty-second block strings. Okay, yeah. and I don't think that this patch changes that much. You don't think uh, the guard cancel vanish changes that? No, I, I, I mean maybe. Maybe like it, it might, but that costs two bars and that could, that could screw you in the end just to trying to get out of a block string, uh, especially a block string. You can block like SA. This, this only applies like the highest level, right? Like scrubs like me and everyone else down <laughs> block strings last five to eight seconds and you're going to get opened up. Right. But the highest level of player, we used to like salvitate at how amazing Goichi's defense was. Right. Well, now there's like 25 Goichi's. So at the highest level of play, these block strings can last forever, right? And I think with being able to tag in your opponent while you're doing a or tag in your partner while you're doing a special move MVCI style, that might extend the block strings even more. It's really hard to tell. But again, with like you know the 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 defensive options that are there, maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I want to see people getting one touched and melted, and like, I, I want to <laughs> see Marvel. Like let's, let's be honest, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it seems like to me, you know, if it's MVCI ish. Also, I saw a clip where someone did a combo and they tagged in the middle of it, you know, with the special move and the guy's super meter went from four to seven, like in like. Oh, yeah. That was Cell. Yeah. So Cell spinning attack, the higher you are in the air, the more hits it does. So the scaling builds up, but the scaling on your meter, there's no scaling. It does all the way through. So he does like, (laughs) you know. 45 hits and every single hit is giving right. you more meter yeah so wow. yeah that's that's because of the new tag stuff as well like right. you said but uh before before we uh run out of time here uh is also should be mentioned however that there is no update to the net code right mm-hmm. and uh the producer had already come out she already said a long time ago we are aware of rollback net code it's too hard to put in at this point and I think she was trying to kind of quell any sort of belief that DBFZ was getting any new net code. And sure enough, yeah. you know, the game came out and didn't uh, get the uh, net any rollback net code. So I don't think that there's any like I know people are going to be disappointed because people are going to be disappointed. But I feel like she kind of set the expectations already. So uh, yeah. I mean, personally, I, I, I mean, do you still feel like it's, it was a missed opportunity? to to do rollback yeah Mm. the game has been successful beyond what they expected anyways so i'm not sure that 
Bamco or Arxis would have been really interested in putting the effort and money into doing that because right. the game is wildly successful. Like it, it sold, I think double their projections or something like that. Dang, so, okay. I mean, I, 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 I think that they understand for the future though, how important it is. I think guilty gear strive selling 500,000 copies within its first like three weeks is going to show them alone. Right. Like, Hey, this is really, really important. Uh, so I feel like they are going to continue supporting this game, but I think an announcement for Dragon Ball Fighters Two is coming relatively yeah. soon. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think maybe some of these things that are in this game they're testing out for the for the next mm -hmm. game, kind of the way Omega um, Mode, <laughs> Omega Mode did for Street Fighter Four, Street Fighter Five. I don't uh, see why you will like. I I kind of feel like this is Omega Dragon Ball Fighters with how wildly they change the game. Um. So yeah, I, I I do I think they're gonna announce Dragon Ball Fighters too, and I think from the get go when they announce it, they say yeah, it has rollback. Yeah, I know I, that's, that's, that's a gimme. That's all. That's a that, gimme. You know, that's sure. the teaser. That's the teaser. All they have to do is Dragon Ball Fighters two rollback the end, and then yep, everybody that's would. That's it. The game will sell millions. Pre-order right. <laughs> <laughs> <Reordered> now. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Dragon Ball Fighters two rollback pre-order now, and that's it. Yeah. Like that's and, all. And I would. Yep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm in there. Yeah, sign uh, me up. Uh, it'll sell more million. Reiterate, because uh, they again they did briefly talk about esports stuff. They're going to have a special oh, yeah. opening event in Paris, August yes. 28th and 29th, and that's an exhibition offline match between some of the best players from France and the United States. Oh, cool! Uh, so that's going to be sick. They also announced an online the Tenkaichi online challenge. Uh, as well and then the winners from those will be invited to three regional finals so they're still obviously we're we are still living in covid times um mm -hmm. so they're obviously gonna have uh, online primarily stuff but it is cool that they can at least in some of these instances have some limited offline yeah exhibitions yeah, if nothing else you know i think that's some a, is better than none yeah totally totally they're doing what they can do anyway congrats again to you uh, Damascus and Tyrant and Apology Man, et cetera, et cetera. I think it's so cool that the community gets to do that kind of stuff, that like they're the people who are entrusted to do it and not yeah. some other random host, you know? We yeah, have, except uh, for Venice. Boo, Venice sucks. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, honestly, though, but I'm, I'm really Vinith did a great with... job on the microphone. He did, he did. It's he like did. somebody coached him. It was weird. <laughs> he did, he did. I will say, though, I mean, I'm super happy for the community I mean, this has oh, just yeah. got to be absolutely amazing for them to get this kind of an update out of nowhere. Like, they nobody was probably expecting this degree of an update. And so to get that and to really just inject new life into the game, I mean, that, like, that phrase right there has never been more accurate, you know, injecting new life into the game. I think <laughs> uh, people are probably super happy about that. Yeah, right. fighters players are excited. Okay. Let's move on to the next one. Evo 2021 online. Again, this is taking place across two different weekends because it's regionalized and you know, how things work nowadays. Uh, right. There's a lot of tournaments. A lot of tournaments. Do. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it is. So the first weekend happened. Reminder, it's Guilty Gear Strive, Street Fighter V, Tekken 7, MK11, and Skullgirls are the games that are being played. So I'm not going to go through all the results, but I just briefly, uh, Leffen won Strive for Europe with Chip, and Latin America Strive was won by Trema with Chip also. 
Potemkin's got third Dang. in both of those. Uh, <laughs> shout outs. Nice. SF5 West won by Nephew. SF5 East by Idom. NA East, I should say. Europe by Hurricane. Jamie TTM. E Honda won Europe East. And by the way, second place, Europe West. Problem X also Honda. Woo! Uh, everything's coming together. Wait, Problem X is together. using mostly Honda now? He did he in that Honda. last match. Yeah, versus Cammy, oh, he plays Honda. When he, okay, when okay. he and Hurricane play, he plays Honda. Gotcha, but he gotcha. plays Honda in some other matches as well. He played Honda and Bison. Second seven, East Asia won by, again, with Lydia. Asia South by Book with Lydia. North America by Shadow with Zafina, Claudio, and Anna. Then MK11, Latin America won by Conqueror with Sub-Zero mostly. Uh, Europe by Disarted with uh, Sub-Zero and Shang. Skullgirls North America by Cloud. And Asia by Pen Pen. Um, so there was a lot of good stuff to watch. Did you guys watch any of it this weekend? I I did. I watched some Guilty Gears. I watched Street Fighter. Uh, Punk versus yeah. Smug was hilarious. I watched oh, it from Smug's yeah. per- or I'm sorry, Punk's perspective, okay. which was just fantastic. Um, I mean, that's just so crazy to me. I mean, I'm shout outs again to the internet for doing all the research. But the fact that you're t- the two players in the same house using the same router can make the I- connection worse. And and then Fubar Duck even came out with a bunch of information out there on how to fix that. Because if you have like certain yeah, firewalls, it forces a relay server, even though you're in the same house. Like that's the craziest thing, dude. Like that's yep. huh. wild. That's like I don't even know if that's necessarily a Street Fighter Five problem though. That's like an internet weird yeah, internet thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like if you if you were to try to connect to the yeah. Anyways, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 hard for them to fix. I don't blame them for being upset about it either. Like, they why not just let them play it out offline? They could still stream the match to to you. Like, why not? They're in the same house. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, and and I understand that you have to be fair. You have to say no. Right. Everyone else played online, so you have to as well. I get that. Yeah. But shit, it would have been so much better if they right. just let them play it offline. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, yeah, James, but, you did commentary. Yeah. I mean. Uh, the, the the couple of things i mean i don't want to focus too much on street fighter cuz this is about evo yeah. but punk and idom the rivalry continues i mean they were in grand finals again just as probably everyone was expecting it to be but this time idom winning pretty convincingly and even to the point where we got a uh, pseudo rage quit at the end from punk <laughs> um well after the IWO, you know, we were talking about the potential that, you know, Punk, am, am I not the definition of clutch and kind of jumping ahead in the rivalry? Like, where do you mm. feel like the rivalry stands at this point? Uh, I I feel like one person feels like this is a rivalry and the other person doesn't give a shit. 100%. Yeah. I, yep. I, I, I feel like Punk is like, I will always beat Idom. I'm the best. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm just going to go buy some socks. <laughs> you know, like he just, he just doesn't yeah. care for it at all. And it like his tweets show it the way he carries himself yeah. shows it. It's really funny. 
It's really, really funny. Like he's yeah. just in it to enjoy the competition. You know, you can so yeah. tell that the the whole outside aspect of it are there rivalries? Do you win money? Like it just doesn't matter to him. Right. I mean, know? it's he, very he said clear. in one of the CPCs recently that I commentated, and uh, he told us this in the like notes that uh, that we get on commentary uh, that he doesn't think he's spent any of the money for winning Capcom Cup. Yeah. That was like two hundred grand. That's like good for him. Sitting on it, I guess. I mean, I good hope that it's him. all in savings and whatever in right, the market, yeah. whatever you yeah, do. Yeah, man, you know? get some interest on that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, but I, that's very different than how most people would approach it. I think one of the hardest things about it is it's a rivalry not generated by IDOM, but by everybody else who says IDOM is clearly the best. And mm. you know that that gets under Punk's skin a little bit. And so Punk has, has a lot of motivation to want to be IDOM, but... You know, I I said during IWO, I felt like Idom going to Laura made him lose. And he mm. stayed with uh, Poison this time. And sure enough, uh, you know, Idom ends up taking it. So the rivalry continues. And uh, <laughs> even <laughs> the rivalry. <laughs> yeah, then, right. Yeah. Hit it with the air quotes. Oh, I'm sorry. Capcom Cup. It wasn't IWO. You're right. It was Capcom Cup. It was Capcom Cup. The NAEs. Well, they, they've. Yeah, it was that Capcom Pro Tour and then Intel before that. And obviously they did play in Capcom Cup a couple years ago. Now, speaking of rivalries on the West Coast was uh, Samurai and uh, Nephew, uh, who have basically been dominating most of the West Coast tournaments. However, in this situation, like Samurai, you know, I love my boy Samurai, but he never wins versus Nephew. Like, is this is this a rivalry? I mean, I don't know if it is. I even made the comment on commentary. I remember a long time ago, Federer and Roddick used to play each other a bunch of times, and someone asked Roddick about their rivalry, and Roddick was like, it can't be a rivalry if I never win. So, you know, I mean, is is this a rivalry for them, or is, is at this point in time Nephew just uh, dominant? Uh, in in this i mean look samurai did beat nephew before but obviously nephew leveled up and now it's like all nephew at this point in time so uh what do you guys think about this quote rivalry unquote i just think they're the two best players in the region and so they get to play (laughs) each other all the time but i don't know if that's (laughs) a rivalry really it doesn't seem to me like either one treats it that way okay as far as uh, other stuff like i I watched I watched a lot of it, you know, to be honest. I watched on Saturday. I, for the first time in probably a year, year and a half, I just sat there from morning until whenever oh, cool. watching Evo. Yeah. Nice. I haven't had that experience. And it's not just that I have, I've chosen not to do it. That just isn't a thing really when it comes to online tournaments. Online tournaments are like, we are doing gear, we're doing Tekken, we're doing Street Fighter, right? It's not usually the case that an online tournament has all of these back-to-back. Mm-hmm. And even if they do, it's also not usually the case that that lasts two days. And so this, it's just a different feeling to me. So I was excited about being able to do that. So I just kind of sat there. I watched a bunch of fighting games. It was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. I, and, I, and for me, like seeing the Evo logo and, and the colors of it, it just made me a little bit more hype. Um, even though that hasn't happened lately. I mean, what obviously didn't happen last year at all. I just, I had that, I had that feeling nevertheless, even though like 
nothing's in person. Like, obviously, there's many, many differences. <laughs> you know, you can see, like, everybody's, their room just behind them while they're commentating. Like, it's clearly very different. But I did I did have a little bit of that feeling regardless. So I yeah, really I, enjoyed I, watching SF5 gear. I watched Skullgirls as well. I got watched to get, MK, of course. I got to get Nathan and Jasmine onto Evo commentary, so I'm happy about that. <laughs> you did. Sure. But, I mean, like, I sat down and watched uh, the ending of the top eight of Tekken, Tekken 7 NA, for example. Uh, so I actually, that was super hype. I mean, watching Avery take out like strong player after strong player, finally yeah. getting defeated by Shadow. Uh, there was, I, it was just cool. I haven't watched Tekken in so long and it felt good to watch it again. You know, <laughs> it really did. It was nice to see it. And like, I don't know. It's just like at some point I was like, man, I miss this. I, I miss this game here. And, you know, because I was commentating CPT and stuff, I didn't get a chance to sit down and watch a lot because I had to make sure I was sleeping and, and, and yeah. try to be energetic for everything up at ungodly hours doing uh, CPT Australia and stuff like that. So, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so um, it, ungodly I, hours like 11 a.m. <laughs> actually i mean yeah that, i mean if that was the case i mean honestly those streams were from like midnight to like 4 a.m so you know yeah. it was like uh. i really enjoyed mk11 and lat am they had uh terminator robocop and a shao Kahn, all who placed <laughs> high and yes. the robocop player was actually up 2-0 with match point versus the guy who ended up winning the whole thing, Conqueror, and then Conqueror made a total comeback. Uh, and then he was also up 1-0 versus Killer Shinnok as well, the guy who got second place overall. So it was, <laughs> you know, didn't work out, but I thought that was pretty sick to watch. It was really Gosh. fun for me. That's one of the things that, that jumped out to me. Um, is there anything else you want to say about the tournaments in terms of the what was cool, results. what was, well, yeah, what you enjoyed, that kind of stuff? Um, no. Tribe was Cool. Uh, yeah, Strive happened, and it was fun to watch. Again, uh, I, I definitely enjoyed that. Um, however, it wasn't all great, uh, to be honest. Um, I felt like there were some issues that we should probably talk about. Um, for example, when it comes to Latin America, right? They define the region as Latin America for Guilty Gear and for Mortal Kombat. Uh, in MK, that didn't have like obvious problems, uh, but in Gear, it did. So they had players from as far as Mexico all the way down to Brazil, which is like just a gigantic swath of the earth. Yeah, it's 4, like a 000. really, really large area. 4,000 miles. No big it's deal. It's huge. Uh, and so even even Guilty Gear's netcode at some point like runs into geography, you know? Mm -hmm. And and it clearly did. So there were they were clearly having connection problems, um, not just due to distance as well, but my understanding is that due to like how their their pipes are routed or whatever you want to say like that they they go from mexico more north rather than more south my understanding same for the bahamas is what i read uh, which is also included in this territory it just went badly badly enough that the actual stream for gear just didn't work like they at some point <laughs> the poor commentators yeah. range and raf were like doing their best <laughs> to yeah. try to it like, felt so bad going and it just, yeah. it just couldn't because it was literally just like uh uh, yeah. Uh, 
And yeah, they they just couldn't, and they literally canceled it. They just said we're due to technical issues, we're not going to stream. And apparently, it was more spectator than it was the players. Now their connections weren't great, but it was definitely worse for the spectators. So the players mm-hmm. were able to finish it out, as you know, we, you you read out that that there was a winner in there. But you know, oh man, that that that's a really kind of a, a tough situation to deal with. Yeah, I mean, again, like that's just really too big of an area to be honest. Like it really is Mexico. One of the players names, Mike Softig, his like whatever their version of CFN is, his name was Mexico is NA, and it is like, there it is. <laughs> pretty close to what Nicely the games done. are right now. Nicely done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I really wish that they had redone that. Um, I feel like that's something to like not do again, but there it was. So it's, I felt like that was something to talk about. Um, and then in, in addition, I'm curious what you guys think about the the publicity side of things. You know, when I was watching that stream, it was not uncommon that somebody would pop into the chat and say something like, Evo's happening? I didn't realize. Right. And I saw that a lot, a lot. Well, so I'm, before, I'm curious what you think about... Oh, what's up? But before we get to that, just about the regionality thing. Okay, sure. I mean, you can kind of see the experience coming from CPT, how they've been dividing the regions into smaller, small, like Brazil gets its mm-hmm. own region. And, you know, uh, even NA has been split into three regions and such. You know, you can definitely see Capcom has experience. And, and honestly, one of the biggest mistakes that I feel like, you know, whoever was splitting the regions up for EVO, they were only looking uh, latitudinally. They weren't looking longitudinally. You know, they were dividing everything nicely this way, but they forgot to think about, like, for some reason, the up and down wasn't a concern for them. They were only thinking east and west in terms of distance. Because if you have the, the NA West region be all the way from Alaska down to, you know, San Diego, like why are you even splitting from California to New York? It's like the same distance, right? So maybe even longer distance, I think. And so that's just one of the things that has to be looked at, you know. Obviously, this is the first year that Evo has done the online, and so maybe there's some inexperience. Maybe it was a Sony call. I don't know. But clearly, there needs to be a re-judgment of how you divide the, the, the regions into different areas. So man, James, if I find out that whoever did that was looking at a Mercator projection, I'm going to be so mad. That would be so stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I will never, I will never allow a Mercator projection map in my house. Never. That's a promise that I can give you for sure. And I I have multiple maps in my house. Don't the Mercator projections. Why do you have multiple maps in your house? Leave just. Maybe let's move on to the next part. Wait, wait, don't, but, but doesn't Mercator projections make it look farther? Like I think it, just, it would it just exaggerates things that are towards the poles. Right, right. So it would actually make the distance look longer. So if no, they're doing it via, via the Mercator maps, like that would actually make it worse. Like look distance worse wise. Yeah, I don't if know. If you're talking about going up to Greenland, where Greenland looks like it's the size of the continent of Africa, then that's true. But when you're right. talking about 
crossing the equator, which is what we're talking about here. It oh, looks you're like- nerds. Oh. This is the nerdiest thing that's ever been talked about on this show what ever. What are you talking hands about, down. dude? This is, this is what it's talking about. about maps. You're talking about maps. I, dude, believe me, I could keep I, would, I should stuff you both in a locker right now. Dude, seriously. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like that whole Mercator projection thing, once I started learning about that, like it's it was super cool and, and, and upsetting at the same time. You know, it was like, oh, is that why Greenland looks so big, like compared to South America? So, oh, it makes sense. And how do you solve that, you know, with the crazy other maps and stuff like that's, that's cool. Right. It's fascinating I, stuff, man. Look, I agree with you. Brock, Brock doesn't. So we're going to move on to the next point here. <laughs> yeah, let's keep it moving. We're talking okay. about Evo. Yeah. Uh, but let's let's talk about that publicity question. I'm curious. Do you think that it wasn't publicized enough? I mean, they they had been doing pre-tournaments, side tournaments. Do you think that that helped? I think that was the problem. I think Mm -hmm. that was precisely the problem because everybody thought Evo already happened. So many people were like, I thought it it happened already. And then the second worst problem was nobody knew. They had one like big grand announcement and the webpage was super confusing and it wasn't very clear on what was warm up and what wasn't yeah. warm up and what was a side tournament and what was an official tournament. And it was just very convoluted. It was very hard to read. Mm. It was very hard to understand. And then they didn't talk about it. They didn't do any like, here is a clip from Evo 2010 where Ricky Ortiz took on Daigo. Like, they didn't do any of that. They didn't build up any hype for it. Like there the was just yeah. like, yeah, there's yeah. to the run up to actual evil happening. I, mean, uh, I guess the hype was supposed to be the warm up events, but, a lot of people thought that was just Evo. Like it was very, it was very confusing. It was very confusing. Yeah, the, the side tournaments weren't actually Evo. Like those were Sony stuff, right? Because those were run right, on yeah. PlayStation Stream, yeah. etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Even a, they were produced even by a completely different streaming company. You know, a different. Uh, 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 you know, production company even. Right. So they they were all separated kind of things. I think one of the biggest problems, and this is not a surprise to me, this was probably predicted when the pandemic started. I think there's too many events right now. Like, honestly, I couldn't keep track of any of the IWO stuff because I was having enough trouble keeping track of the evil pre stuff. And I have trouble keeping, I'm working CPT and I have enough trouble <laughs> trying to keep track of CPT. And then there's like, there's these ICFC. There's so many like series and this, and there's this and Hey, you know, ECT is spanning multiple weekends. That's spanning multiple weekends. That combo breaker was, do- you know, I dude like, there's a reason why I don't do Discord and I never did IRC chat before is because the noise just makes me shut it all out. Like, I can't focus. Like, my OCD, my ADHD, like, it, it makes it hard for me to focus on that stuff. I can't keep track of it. And the fact that there are so many events, I wonder if a lot of people feel the same way that I do, that there's just so much happening that it's almost easier for me to just be like, 
you know, like I, I, I don't want to keep track of it anymore. And honestly, it is tough, especially because of the regionality as well, which means everything is on at a different time of the day every single time. So I can't even consistently be like, okay, 7 p.m. is the time for me to go and watch this. Like I'm literally like my dad called me at 3 a.m. this weekend because he knew I wasn't going to be asleep and he wanted to ask me a question. And you know what I told my dad i can't talk right now i'm working like i you know i'm work like this is how crazy the, the the schedule is and i don't know if it's the same for anyone else but for me it's like it's almost like a a, a deluge of like like a flood of too much and it's hard for me to keep track yeah i'm sure that that's part of it and i feel that way in some ways too I, I couldn't keep track of any of the Intel stuff. I, mm -hmm. I don't know, dude. Like I thought that I mean that, that was, was very even confusing. And worse and even even worse. Than Evo. Yeah, that's exactly where I was going <laughs> for sure. Um, which is which is a bummer. Because they the stuff that I did watch was they had great commentary and anal and analysis and the matches were good that I saw, but it's just it was like when was it on? I don't know. Um so I I knew it's Evo because like I'm super plugged into this stuff, but I I understood why people would pop in there being like, oh, Evo? Sure. I, like, I, right. I get it. I get it. Um, yeah, it would have been nice to have, to have seen more stuff beforehand in terms of, like, explicit publicity for that. And I don't, I don't want to say, like, hey, don't do pre-tournaments because those tournaments, like, paid out to some players and they mm -hmm. gave opportunities to some people. Those are, and, that's and nice. They showed games that aren't in the Evo lineup, right? Yes, so those are good things. I'm totally on board with that. It's... But I also take the point that like maybe some people thought that that was Evo or that this was also another warm up weekend rather than actual Evo, right? I could right. I could totally see either one of those things happening. Right. So uh, yeah, stuff. You, stuff I, I wonder if some of these events might we might actually have to consider doing a change in that. For example, like let's say for IWO or for CPT, maybe they record it live, but they stream it at a same time every day. You know, well, the thing is, I mean, look, for CPT, it starts, I believe at 5 PM every day, every time in the local time zone, right in the relevant local time zone. So it is consistent. And I, I wouldn't want it to be the case that like Australia would have to be right. awake at that's our true. time. They should be able to watch it when it's theirs. So I, I don't know about that, but, um anyway i think i mean for in some ways it's just inherently like it's an online tournament i don't know how you distinguish it so much evo's distinguished because of the in-person stuff that is the reason that right. Evo is distinguished from everything else. and mean, you just yeah. don't have that so i do agree with you guys that there could have been more that was maybe distinct but they they did have interviews with people you know they did have the the old clips of stuff like they were definitely trying to do more mm -hmm. they had will it kill segments like they they had they were trying to they do more they stole those from sejam man <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so they they were trying to do this it's just yeah maybe ultimately like look it's an online event and there's only so much you can do to differentiate yourself yep all right let's all differentiate right. to the next topic let's differentiate the topics Right. Strive. Let's talk about this video game. Guilty Here's gear. what happened. Oh, Guilty the, Gear. The developer's Backyard number seven came out last week. They announced that there's going to be a two-step adjustment for Strive. I'm just going to read a little bit of the one that's coming for late August. And then there's going to be another for October. Late August one says their goals are strengthening the characters we've determined to be lacking power 
and improving moves that don't have enough options for use. We plan to pinpoint the changes we make to specific targets rather than making overall changes. That means some characters may remain unchanged. We are considering changes to damage output or minor adjustment to the properties of overwhelmingly powerful characters and moves. However, we will make these decisions very carefully. That was about it. And then for the second update in October, we plan to make detailed overall adjustments to improve the depth and fun of the game. Our number one priority is to make controlling the characters and playing matches more fun. Also, while we intend to address each bug in a timely manner, we may keep in some of the unintended effects we found if we determine they make the game more fun. So that seems like one that's more cohesive, bigger probably. And then the one that is later this month is probably, it sounds like, going to be smaller and maybe more targeted right. to specific characters. Yeah. First of all, let me say that that is the history of Guilty Gear, keeping in bugs that make the game a little bit more fun. Uh, jump installs, you know, FD cancels. Those were all bugs. They kept those in there forever. And in fact, I think someone noticed that jump installs actually kind of do exist in strive still but they're just not you you know there's just no place to really use them or something like that but like system mechanically apparently they still exist in there but i mean the only reason why i was applauding because i really really hope they keep the super into prc bug for the Potemkin, for Faust, and for uh i forgot who the last character was Cold that can do, can do it well yeah well i think everybody Anybody I'm, with a cinematic invincible super can do it. Yeah, I love that bug. I mean, I, dude, like Kudo Kich from uh, Russia, the Potemkin player, he uses Potemkin's one all the time. And I think that's super hype. And goodness knows Faust could use all the help that he can get right now. So I hope they leave that one in there. I'm yeah. definitely cool with that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't care. That's, it can stay. That's, that's yeah. not something I'd be upset that they left in the game. But I mean, for I the most part, it sounds like their plan is really cool. I like what they say. And, you know, saying that they're really looking into the fun of the game. Obviously, you know, Strive is clearly past its honeymoon phase, as we discussed last week. Right. You know, uh, I think that's cool. I mean, I, I hope that they're willing to make you know, fairly larger changes than expected because that sets a precedent for the game, right? That people are like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to stick with this because obviously they are willing to do big things. Now, you know, are they going to do things like just open up the Gatlings so everybody can do everything? I kind of hope they don't do stuff like that. But like, if they can find other ways to to shake the game up a little bit, I love the game right now as it is, right? But I get it because as a person who's played older Guilty Gears, yes, is this game simpler than the than the previous Guilty Gears? For sure, it is, right? But at the same time, you know, I like how it is. But again, I don't mind seeing it change from old to this. So I can't mind if I see it change from this to something else. Let's just put it that way. So. I mean, if you don't enjoy something, you can be honest about it, though. You know, you don't, yes. you don't need to, like, argue yourself into always accepting. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, honestly, I do enjoy this a lot. I okay. do enjoy this strive a lot. So I, I'm not, like, trying to, uh, I don't really <laughs> like it, but I like it. Okay, fine. Yeah. I hate strive, okay? I hate you this game. Hope, top headline. This game <laughs> sucks. This game sucks. And uh, Sonic Fox is right. This game is complete. No, they didn't even say this game is trash, Dean. So, no. Yeah. 
No. Okay. Well, <laughs> we we know obviously very little about what their plans are in terms of any specific changes. So let's speculate wildly. Sounds like Brock already knows exactly what's coming. Tell me. What's coming? What's coming? Uh, 100% Salva is getting buffed. That is the Arx's way. Maj or not Maj Boo. <laughs> Kid Boo has been buffed every single patch since the conception of Dragon Ball Fighters. So Saul is about to get. You know, they're going to say something like, we noticed Saul has trouble getting in. Uh-huh. So he made. Like, I, I just, I'm just trying to prepare myself for the worst. Uh, I actually I actually do think they're going to nerf Saul. Yeah. I don't think they're going to do a lot, but I think they're going to maybe take away the frame advantage on Farhas, something like that. I mean, so... that's the one that just makes the most sense because I literally looked through the list. I mentioned this last week, too, that it's the only plus far S in the game. Like the closest one is Giovanna at minus four, right? It just doesn't fit within the construct of the game. It just doesn't make any sense that that it is plus. Like, And it's not like if you make that minus, Soul gets completely completely destroyed because he can still frame trap with far s in the far h you know that still exists and if he gets a counter hit far h you're still gonna bleed i mean a lot of his high damage comes from the fact that your risk builds up from far s so much right so i just i feel like nerfing that one thing would fix him a lot and make it so that it works good i I mean just want him to do less damage i mean honestly like that's I, I agree with you guys. It'd be nice to change something like Faras, but primarily I just want him to do a little bit less damage. And well, I might have, have to change the scaling like, on clean see, hit uppercuts then. Dude, like, can you? <laughs> they made a game where there's a fundamental mechanic in it that just makes you ignore damage scaling. And they gave a character a special move that does 100 damage in a game where characters have 420 yep. health. Yep. But why? So, so something like that, I expect, I, I expect that to change. If that doesn't change, I will be disappointed, to be honest. Right. Um, but uh, other than other than things like that, the damage, I he's obviously a very strong character even even outside of that. But I'm also like not opposed to there being strong characters. Yeah, I think that's yeah. okay. And and if they if they just do damage nerf or one other thing, right, something small. Hey, October's coming, right? Like maybe maybe in October they think, okay, well you know we thought we would experiment with this, maybe see if this is enough. If it's not. Okay, fine. Here's the here's the next thing. Here's the next idea that we have to nerf him. I hope that they take more of attack like that. Well, that's that's why I say I, I don't think they'll touch him or anyone that much, to be honest. Uh, I think this will be kind of a let's see if we can rebalance a little bit, make some make some changes in tournament standings and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but I think October, when they add or take away or whatever they do to the battle mechanics uh, i think that's when they make big changes to the characters as well yeah i mean i'm actually terrified that they're gonna nerf garuda because i mean let's let's be honest Garuda's a freaking busted move right very, yeah it's real stupid it's, it's very it's a, stupid it's a stupid move but he needs it <laughs> <laughs> he kind of needs it because uh, if you nerf that, you've got to buff a bunch of other things yeah, for Potemkin. Because if you nerf that, he loses his main mix-up. You know, Look, that's he just like... shouldn't be able to meaty Garuda into Garuda. That should just not be a thing. If he loses that and he can only do one Garuda, he'll still be ridiculous. If he's like plus 12 off of a meaty Garuda... He's oh, no, still no, no, plus no, 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 no
He's yeah, plus no, like, yeah, I'm saying if they nerf it if and he can't Garuda into oh. Garuda, I, but if he's plus I, twelve still, he's still it's still an incredible. What I'm saying is plus twelve is not enough. Like it honestly, it should be more than that for for a meaty special like that. Like the design of the character is that he 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 struggles to get in. That's the design. I don't know if that's actually yeah. true in some cases, but that's the design. And then up close, he's a terror. Like that's that's it. So if they were gonna nerf garuda in some way i feel like they then also have to buff yeah other stuff that like stop it. both of you stop it. you just you were just two grappler lovers and i can see it in both of your eyes right now you're just thinking about how much you love potemkin and mm-hmm. garuda and listen he doesn't need a plus 29 move he doesn't need it but that's only in those certain situations where it's yeah. properly meaty and that's cool i actually yeah. think garuda and the garuda is one of the best Dude. things yeah like, i actually agree so stupid it's so into garuda brc garuda is only is only it's only so grappler good, players would think that's cool only grappler players would be like so yeah un- this is, it's so this is unique cool. and it's i'm so i'm down with it I agree with James amazing, for sure. What, amazing. What, okay, here's what Tubbo likes and doesn't like. What do you expect? What's your expectation for pot or overall? Well, let's talk about pot. Sure. Oh, I don't think they change them at all. Okay. I don't. I don't think this will be a big patch. Okay. I think okay. People so- are expecting it to be. I don't think they change much. Yeah. Because not much needs to be changed. You need to dampen Saul. You need to maybe boost Anji and um, Faust a bit, everything else can sit. Well, They don't need about, to change a lot with this patch. What about Chip? He's been winning a lot. People are ranking him above Soul at this point. Did, no, is, they are it, not. Only not people anymore. thought that people thought that a month ago. No one's been saying that since. Yeah. Okay. But like, do, but I mean, you read the results this past weekend. Chip won two events and Soul didn't win any, right? If I'm not That's true. mistaken. So here's the question, though. Is Chip too strong or is it a knowledge check? Because the game is still only two months old, right? Because- I, I'm not a strong enough player to answer that, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, I, I know that a good Chip will blow me up. And it might be because I don't know how to stop all of his crap. But also, like, I don't think his command grab is reactable, like Leffen has said. That's it, mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't see it. I can't see the difference between that and Atomic Blade or whatever, the, the cross-up. Like I, Alpha, Blade, Alpha Blade, yeah. there you go. Yeah. I, like, I, how am I supposed... I'm a human being. Like, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, Punk's not reacting to it, and that, has, that dude has some of the most amazing reactions in the world. Mm-hmm. Like... So I I don't know. I don't know if it's a, it's a knowledge check or if he's too good. It's yeah. it's too early to say. What it, I do know is if I hit that character twice, he's dead. Right. That's what I do know. And that's not the case with Soul. Yeah, because, I mean, there's, like, a few small things. Like, obviously, Chip can mix things up by going into Rekkas and catching you low for doing this or something. But if you're keen on it and you ever see Chip disappear, sure, you can't punish the command throw this way. But if you hold forward flip, if he disappears... You escape the command throw and you block the alpha blade, for example. Like that that's a a universal solution to both of those problems. But I mean, jump back would kind of work as well to I mean, you get cross up if you do jump back, but you know, like I said, Chip has ways to beat you for that, which is good because if he didn't, then his mix up is useless and we don't want that at all. So Look, I mean, after you nerf soul, somebody's gonna be the bad guy, right? Like that that's what's gonna happen. Could be Chip, could be Ram, dude, could okay, be May, hang on could a be second. Leo. Hang on a second. What's wrong with forward flip, dude? Nobody's said forward flip in 
50 years. What do people call it now? Nine? It's a jump. What do you mean? Forward jump? Forward flip? I mean, come on, dude. I see people sitting here yelling yelling in the chat about forward flip over here and David agreeing with them. What? Yeah, when you said it, I was like, wow, what year is it? And then in the chat, intro was like, what year is it? Is, is forward flip what it said on the, the Yes, cab? it's what it said All on right. the arcade cabinet. Right. It actually I'll said, forgive you. But that's why people call it offensive crouch, because that's what it was listed on the cabinet as well. So, I mean, if we're still using offensive crouch, why are we getting mad at about at forward I always flip? just said down forward. I don't yeah, say down toward. Yeah. Yeah. I hate all you people. <laughs> the only I yo, I still say jab strong fierce short forward roundhouse. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I still say those. So I, I can't fault you for saying forward flip. Okay. Time. So obviously soul. Oh no. James has deleted himself Rip. later on. Have a we knew one. you James. That was a good one. Yeah. We had a great time together. <laughs> we knew you. What a thing to say. With <laughs> we knew you. <laughs> All right. So obviously soul is the target. Duh. And and on the bottom end, I think many of us agree that that buffing Anji Faust a little bit makes God, sense. God, I'm what what about the rest? So... Like, do you do you expect? Let other me just stuff? say, I'm so scared of them buffing Anji. Anji is like a tiny bit away from being super good. Like, I I still think Anji's demise is overly exaggerated. But anyways, continue. Don't give Lost Soul too much power. We saw what happened with Elfelt. Oh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. nobody thinks that they're useless characters, but right, on, right, yeah. in comparison to others, it seems like maybe they, they could be, you know, helped a little bit. But does anybody else jump out to you as a character that you want to see changed? And if so, what do you want to see? Uh, They should delete Leo. Um, Just... <laughs> get rid of him i hate that character all right uh other than that like i i mean i already said kind of how i feel i, I don't think the game needs much yeah as, to, as far as balance goes um dampen soul boost anji boost faust uh everybody in between those like three characters i think you can make an argument that they're top five like every single character i think you could argue could be top five besides the two at the bottom so I don't, I don't, I, I just, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't foresee them changing much and I don't think they should change much. I don't want to see a lot of change. I want to see big changes happen when there's system mechanic changes. Right. They can go around that and it makes sense. May needs to be nerfed, dude. <laughs> God, that character is, oh, I hate May is it. not even that good. Dude, you are so smoky. May is not even that good. She both and, doesn't and, need to be nerfed and isn't not good. Like and Garuda, Garuda is here. completely fair. <laughs> Garuda is completely fair and May does not need to be nerfed, okay? Uh -huh, uh -huh. There you go. <laughs> I think that they should speed up Axel's command grab recovery. Sure, why not? Let's oh, really? I can't, I can't believe I didn't get pushback on that. I was going to say, why? Like, I, I why does that. he need that? But yeah, I don't think that. But uh, All right. I was going to say, why? Like, I was, I was I mean, just in my head, I'm like, why is he thinking this? If, we, if we're oh. saying that May isn't, does, isn't, is fair and not even May that good, I will completely believe that Axel's command throw needs to be have better recovery. So I mean, the more that I play and see and see other people who are better than me play, the more I think that he is good, but also like 
I thought for a while that he was like amazing in the mm-hmm. context of the game. That he was like top three or something. I don't think that now. Nah. I don't think that now. So I'm yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if he got some slight stuff, but probably not a big deal. Or or maybe he's in the crew of characters that doesn't get changed at all. Like my my expectation is that they will make little changes to the characters who they think are like top five ish. And then make little changes to the characters that they think are bottom five-ish. And then there's whatever the rest number is. And, mm-hmm. and they won't get changed. You know, I think I think that is my expectation here. I don't think that there's going to be a lot. Uh, I don't really expect... I've seen people say that they think Gold Lewis is weak. And that's I, not my read on the character. <laughs> and I wouldn't be surprised if he was one of the characters that didn't get changed. To be honest, yeah. I think he's... I, mean, right. people... I think he's both good and also recent. And they probably tweaked him in some ways that were consistent with how they think things are evolving in the first like month or so of the game. Uh, so I, yeah. I wouldn't expect changes to him either. Yeah. I mean, I know people are talking about Kai in the chat. People have talked about Eno. Uh, those are two characters that I know that they kind of want to get buffs to. Um, yeah. I mean, I could definitely see yeah, them Kai, getting see. small little things here. Kai probably needs a little bit. I can uh, see that. Eno I need is, to be a little bit safer. Eno yeah, is, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Which one needs to be safer? Kai. Oh, okay. The special was need to be a little <laughs> bit safer, but that's all I would really change for him. Eno is a weird one because once you get started, you can just die instantaneously. Yep. But you know, a lot of things like you know people being able to run under chemical love, for example, is kind of annoying. You know, it doesn't have that same kind of control that it used to be able to do. Um, but, you know, is like Anji, in my opinion, is like you buff them even slightly and then they become problems. Right. Because, I mean, the way Revelator finished with, Eno you know, just smoking everybody is like, oh, God, you know, <laughs> that was not fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree in the chat. I feel like she is closer to being good. Uh, than Kai. Dude, uh, I've heard people say Eno might be like worst character in the game. Like that's literally what I've heard some people say. I think they're nuts. I don't think Eno is even remotely <laughs> that Some bad. people are very wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, essentially, so. Uh, do you think right. they make any changes to Nago and how the blood stuff works? No, I hope not. No, I love the way it works right now. Dude, I'm sorry, but Beyblade is like way too good of a special move it, like if you even like okay zero i could block move what's that this is zero on block move Come dude on. that can be canceled into a command <laughs> throw or a dp like yeah. like if they do make it so for example his dp and his other special moves take less blood meter beyblade needs to stay at like three of them and you explode basically that move cannot change that move basically he just throws it out it's a low and if you block it you're in for the ride of your life for a 50 50 mix-up and he can teleport backwards and punish mash move is so good i'm not saying it's broken that's why I like the way the blood gauge works because you really have to think about how, if you do Beyblade and the teleport back, you're halfway to exploding now. And I think that's really a neat 
way that they did that. I I like that they made it that dangerous to do those moves as opposed to like Sin where he can, you know, he has like 10 and then you can build up to 14 and, you know, so you could do craziness and then eat every once in a while. I like that Nago is in constant danger of, of, of going into blood mode. And I think that's neat, actually. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't really want to see any changes. I was just curious if you guys mm -hmm. did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, any other... Anything else to say about what you want, what you expect in this patch? Okay, there Fuck is me. there is actually legit one buff to Potemkin that I would like to see that I don't think people would be mad about. Okay. And that's, I just want Heavenly Potemkin Buster to hit a little bit lower. Honestly, if, if that has a bigger hitbox, cool with me. Because if, if Eno dashes and I Heavenly Potemkin Buster, you miss. Like, if she dashes on the ground and does a button, you cannot Heavenly Potemkin Buster that. And I think that should connect. You know what I mean? That kind of a thing should connect. That's probably the only thing that I would buff for Potemkin right now. Outside of that, he is in a great spot, I think. Yeah. I don't have any specific changes that I want for Axel. I think he's also mm -hmm. in a pretty good spot. I wouldn't be surprised to see some slight buffs for him, to be honest. But I also don't specifically think that he needs any. Mm-hmm. And Tubbleware has convinced himself that May is terrible. No, May is godlike, but buff okay, May. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but like, really though, like, do you in what's your real expectation for what they're? My gonna real do? expectation is, uh, if they do this to her, they're going to do this to other characters as well. Uh, but I expect they put her hitboxes on a hinge. <laughs> I don't, I don't think she's going to have separated hitboxes anymore from her hitboxes. Uh, her two M is too good, to be honest. Her 5M is probably also too good. They need to put hurt boxes on them. Uh, and if they do that to her, I expect them to do that to most characters. So sucks to suck everyone else too. Um, I mean, and the, I, other than that, I, I hope they don't change anything. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the weirdest part to me, the thing that I think makes May the strongest is just being able to delay cancel everything. Because it just makes it so hard to know when she's going to do anything. Hitting buttons, waiting, and then slash dolphin is like... Well, if they change that, then they have to change the way dolphins work as well. Right, yeah, Because yeah. then there's no oh, mix-up anymore. They can't change that. Like, there's yeah, just no yeah, way to change that because systematically it just has to work that way. Yeah. Like, I just feel like slash dolphin needs to have maybe... Because the problem with it is, I just know versus Potemkin, after slash dolphin... She's minus five, but honestly, she's plus in that situation because there's nothing Potemkin can do to force her into anything in that situation without meter. And it's a tough situation for Potemkin, that's all. So, Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see some slight nerfs to Ram. I don't uh, know, no, yeah, but no yeah. big deal. No big deal. All right. All right, we're running behind. Let's oh, hurry it up. Roman over late on us. Absolutely. So she's just going to come in and first thing she's going to say is buff Milia, buff Milia. <laughs> All right. We'll take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to have Romanova on here for the interview. All right. Be right back, guys. All right, everyone. Whoa. Where's gone? Oh, Two hey, I'm still here. Don't worry about it. It's good. <laughs> fine. <laughs> I was Fun like, what, 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 what happened here? All Two right. Lines. Welcome okay. back, everybody, to the Tuesday show. We are going to move on to our special guest of the day. And that, of course, oh, actually, you know what? Hang on a second. Let me also do one thing. You didn't thing. change your name, did you? 
I did change her name, but I forgot to grab Damn. her OBS link, actually. Oh, no. Oh, I didn't grab the OBS link here. That's you had my two jobs, James, and you did 50% of them. So yeah. if you're bad yeah. baseball, Now you have to buff Millie as hell. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Wait, uh, James. James works for for Arctis now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally down. Okay, let's do it. Let's buff Milia's health. Let's do are. it. So I was gonna say I'm really close, but you're sizing me up. You're, yeah, you're, there you go. That yeah. didn't sound right at all. But, no, yeah, it sounded James bad. James James wow. is great at sizing people. Up. But you know what? Oh I mean, God. look, people on the internet works out. claim that yeah. about me all the time, anyway. So, all right, let's do this. There we go. All right. What's up, Romanova? How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. Thank you for having me. Hey, thanks for coming. Thanks I, for uh, I got here from, uh, I did Muay Thai a little bit ago. And oh, dang. Nice. home. <laughs> so. Cool. Thanks a lot for showing up then. That's, uh, yeah. I imagine, an exhausting activity. but It was. And my, I, I have, so I have four roommates. Three of them go to Muay Thai with me. And my one, two of them are five six. Like they're guys, they're like a little bit taller than me because I'm five three. And the other is five ten. And the two that are like five six, they chose each other to do sweeps with today because we were doing sweeps. And I got stuck with our roommate that was doing that's five ten. <laughs> I nice. I did well. I did well with sweeps. I'm not gonna lie. It's hard being five three against somebody five ten. But I did get a bunch of sweeps and knocked them to the ground. So that's oh. what matters. Oh, <laughs> nice. Nice. Oh, uh, so I figured that, uh, I mean, we brought you on to talk, as you can see down on the below, about games and commentary and stuff. But um, I always think it's nice to start out by asking guests how they got into the FGC. How is it that you started taking fighting games as a sort of serious competitive enterprise? So the story goes all the way back to, um, I'd been playing fighting games since I was a kid. I think the first one I remember playing was like Mortal Kombat 1 on Sega. Uh, I'd go over to my cousins and I know my my mom at the time, uh, she was like not happy. I was like, because it was like my boy cousins and, you know, oh, like why, why is she playing this violent game? You know, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Um, but I first found out about the FGC, um, by you know i'd been a cosplayer for years and since i always liked fighting games I, i'd always bought like the mortal kombats every release date like i was at the gamestop midnight releases for it <laughs> um i was there for like mkx um i was i even was there for M i think i worked the one for mk9 because i worked at gamestop when i was like 17 or something yeah. like like I would, i'd be seasonal like it was like a side gig um when i was younger and so the, uh, the main question, though, is as a GameStop employee, did you push fighting games on everybody? No, I <sighs> no, it was always like Mark, only pre-orders, yeah, pre the power plus or whatever. I don't even right. know yeah. what it would be these days. Okay, like, this is, like I'm talking like <laughs> like I was 17 in 2007. So it was it was like a while. They're like probably a whole new system now right, because okay. like they sell phones now and stuff like Oh my god! I don't. Yeah. I don't even know how that works. I'm, you know, okay. I'm, I'm an, you know, I'm a millennial, but not a boomer. But you know, <laughs> yeah. but uh, but anyways, so uh, I'd always cosplayed and I always made costumes. And at Dragon Con in 2015, I debuted my first version of my Cassie Cage MKX because I fell in love with Cassie Cage. Mm. Uh, a person I met there named Kai. He is the person who made the belts for the uh, for Joshua Gray for the MK uh, X Pro Pro oh, League. Uh, okay. You know, like champions. Like he made the one for the first season, and they were coming up to their uh, second finals for the MKX season two uh, Pro Series or Pro League finals for ESL. And uh, Kai, he 
you know, he cosplays, but he also makes stuff. And Josh asked him, like, you know, do you know any cosplayers, like, I could use, you know, you know, maybe different? And normally it's just local Cali people they get. But he was like, you know, I know it's a new character in the game and whatnot, but I met this girl at Dragon Con, and she had this really good Cassie Cage cosplay. You should talk to her. I know you'd have to fly her out, blah, blah. So long story short, Josh reached out to me, and I'd never been hired as a cosplayer at that point either. This was in 2016. And it was, like, right before the a day that the whole city... I lived in Delaware at the time. Uh, the whole city of Philadelphia, which is the airport I'd fly out of, like, it was a day before a snowstorm came in that, like, literally shut down the airport. So I flew out early, like, a day early, so I would make it and made it to the Pro Series finals for Season 2. And that was my awakening to the FGC. Huh. Like, I walked in in my, like, Cassie cosplay... And, like, the first person I met was Sonic Fox, and uh, they were like, oh, my God, Cassie, you know? So it was like, I just instantly made bonds with a lot of these people that were there. You know, Biohazard was there, um, a, a bunch of different players, Damn. right, uh, for the Season 2 finals. And I had always thought I was so good and everything, and I'm like, I want to go on casuals. I'm doing, like, these three-hit combos, and I'm like, y I'm so good, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, and then I'm watching on the screen. I think it was it was definitely one of Biohazard's matches. I forget who he was playing, but he was using Ferator. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I didn't know you could do that many hit combos, like, in this game. <laughs> you know, like, and, and it was, like, it was insane. And I, it was so hype. And, you know, I people were so friendly. Uh, two of the first people that came up to me were, like, ketchup and mustard. And oh, they, like, I, I don't think they have the video, but it was, like, on a phone back then. Like, they were taking videos, like, vlogs of, like, people, like, and they asked me stuff about, like, how I got into MK. And I'm, like, I'm, like, Rain's my favorite character, blah, blah. And, you know, it was, like, a dream come true because I met Ed Boon there, too. Oh. And, you know, it, it was, you know, it was, it was great. And then fast forward a month later... Uh, I made friends with all these people on social and uh, Biohazard hit me up about like, are you going to uh, Winter Brawl? And I was like, what's Winter Brawl? And <laughs> and 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 Bio uh, was like telling me it's a tournament, blah, blah. I looked it up online. I saw there's also a cosplay contest in there. So I picked up my Cassie Cage cosplay and uh, went out there, had fun just like seeing all these people again, Sonic Fox. Uh, you know, I, I, met, I think that was the first tournament I met Forever King at, you know, um, a bunch of other people and it, it was just a great time i ended up winning first place at the cosplay contest so i didn't nice. enter the tournament but i played some casuals i was playing casuals with everyone and and i i also think the two the thing that made me really want to like at first i wanted to compete i was like whoa this is cool if i can learn this on a high level so i like asked people for like tech and everything um it was because when i saw the top 16 for the M mkx season two finals i realized that like there was no women there and I was like, even if I'm never going to place, at least I can be one more woman to add to this. Because I come from, like, other subcultures where I was in, like, punk, hardcore music for a while. And it's it's flourished with women now. But, like, when I started back in the day, it was kind of like a boys-only club. Of course, Like, yeah. you know, when I was, like, in my early teen years and everything. Um, and I saw that, like, an opportunity to, you know, also flourish, uh, you know, in the FGC and maybe inspire other women and 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 from that, I went to my first combo breaker that year, and I saw Persia commentating Marvel in 2016, <laughs> and that inspired me later to to try commentary. When I realized, like, you know, I'm not going to really place, but I'm good at this, like, talking about games because at the time I also started working as a QA analyst at NetherRealm and nice. on Injustice 2, and I became a sucker for frame data, all that jazz. 
So I found my flow, you know, to this day with like the analytical play by play, because, uh, you know, I was a sucker for like the data and, and all that jazz. So yeah, I mean, that's kind of like how I started. I'm sorry, it's kind of a long story. No, but... it's, that's <laughs> great. Dude, that's an yeah. awesome story. And, and, you know, especially makes me happy because I've told Persia before, you know, how important her role is in commentary and inspiring other people. I mean, I've heard stories of girls seeing Sherry play and they want to play and then Persia commentating and they want to commentate and how important it is. And so, you know, I mean, I'll say this right now. How does it make you feel knowing that, you know, people might be girls might be inspired by watching you do Dragon Ball, you know, world tour kind of things to do to do big commentary. I mean, have you had any girls come up to you and tell you that you're their inspiration for doing commentary and such? Um, you know what? I I will cite uh one person that I just remember after I commentated, I think it was finals that tweeted at me and I started following her after this and I still follow her to this day and I mm -hmm. hope I get to meet her someday is um her, she goes by the name Elaine. Uh, she plays Dragon Ball and uh, currently also, I think, playing Strive as well. Uh, she tweeted about how it was so awesome to like see a woman and how that makes her feel like she belongs in that space. Mm -hmm. So that that feels good. And that's kind of what, you know, my original getting into it, other than just because I love these things and I, <laughs> I, I just really felt strong with it. Um, that, like what Persia did for me, like I, if I can pass pay it forward, that is something that means a lot to me. It's funny because I've heard a lot of people have stories of like, oh, I thought I was good and then I played somebody else and I realized that actually I was not good. I've heard that story a thousand times, but I don't think I've ever heard that story where the person who makes you figure out that, oh, actually I'm not that good, is like the literal best player on earth. <laughs> I don't know that I've heard that before. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Uh, so what, what is it about fighting games that, that interests you? You know, there's a lot of different things that fighting games have, a lot of different aspects to it. What what part of it is what drew you in both when you were a kid and then like when it came to now as an adult, like what was the what was the draw? As a kid I think it's nitty gritty. Like I think it was just the violence, like uh, you know, I I've I'm, I'm not necessarily a violent person, but there I was telling you about how I'm like taking down my five ten roommate that, you know, I'm, I'm sweeping <laughs> him in the I love the blood <laughs> and the cash and the gore. Yeah, this, but, uh, this this is not you're not convincing me at all here that you're not a violent person. So I also uh, I gotta say to uh, somebody who you know inspired me, and I'll, I'll I I want to note it, and we can go back to it later when we're talking maybe more a little bit about commentary. But I see 16 bit in the chat, and uh, uh, I were I, I had the pleasure of working with her when I was at NetherRealm for the contract I was at for a year, yeah. and uh, when I think it was after I did Earthrealm Dojo that I held in. Uh, in uh, Atlanta here for when MK11 released that I think I got a message from her just telling me, or it was maybe at Combo Breaker later that year, that she was like, always do you because the whole, like some people will hate your commentary style, right? But I, I do the analytical play-by-play, -play, whatever, like that is my thing. But I also like some people will hate so much on the mom and dad humor, but, but it's me. It's not me trying to be funny. It's just that that's just how I flow. And that was something that 16 bit like was like, just go with it because it's you. And, and I always took that advice to heart because I always looked up to her. So, um, I don't know sorry what to it's get like. off track, but no, I just, I, I just saw that. I just, <laughs> just want to say, I don't know what it's like when people hate on you for dad jokes or anything like that. You know? <laughs> oh yeah. You would never know James. Sorry. I have no experience with that at all, <laughs> man. <laughs> 
Um, what was I? I'm sorry, I got sidetracked. Oh no, we I were talking about like sure what, what was it about, about fighting games that uh, that appealed to oh, you? Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah. violence as a kid, great, right? You know, like and and just the total <laughs> badassery of it, um, and and just you know. A, as a kid playing Mortal Kombat, like I always liked, you know, Katana and and you know, tough women, like as as a kid, right? And then as I got older, you know, I just I just liked, you know, playing. Even though I was a masher, I was definitely a filthy masher. I remember I was the I was the best of my friends who were also mashers, course, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I I, I, I was able to one. I was able to teleport with Scorpion the best, like <laughs> in, in a, <laughs> but um. Also, I remember, like, I even got into... I always tell the Marvel guys this, is uh, I got into Marvel vs. Capcom 3 when it was Fate of Two Worlds. I bought it on, like, release day and loved it because I, I got that because I was a fan of uh, a lot of Marvel characters. Like, mm -hmm. I, I that game had Deadpool in it. And at the time, I was in college and used to go to a local comic book store on the corner there and get new Deadpool comics every, like, Friday. Nice. Um, so that that was what you know, alluded me to that game. And then, you know, now what appeals to me is, and I think it's because I, you know, as much as you don't want to necessarily admit you were good with math, I was really good with math growing up. And I think it's like, it's like, it's almost like figuring out an equation when you're figuring out something in a fighting game. And then once you get it, you just feel so good. And it's like that <laughs> satisfaction, you know, and I've, I felt it so much with Strive so far, because not only is it my first game on, uh, Snackbox Micro that I play on. Oh, it's, also, um, it's also uh, my first Guilty Gear. Like, for, for like serious, yeah. And uh, learning Milia, who is a technical character, like, she's definitely not easy just jump in, you know, it's not like Giovanna. It, it, is, it is technical, and, and once you start getting those mixes, and, and you, you start, you know, making them guess and everything, and you get faster at it, it's so... It's yeah. so rewarding, though, and and, you, and also you, by oh, go ahead. Did you just call out all the Giovanna players out there? Man, no, I also, know? I've been learning. I've been like, learning. Like, no, no, I play her. Giovanna. I play her too. I've been learning Giovanna. That's Key Sonic. So when when you when you want to take a break, when you want to let your brain take a break, you go to Geo. But when you want to think, <laughs> you're gonna go to Milia. So you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. No, no I, go I do like her. I, I just, I, I love Rushdown archetypes. Like, Ultra, mm -hmm. Ultra David, you know, I, in Injustice, I play Black Canary. Right. So, like, you know, in your face, like, mix you up. Those are, that, that's my archetype. In Dragon Ball, I play, like, Android 18 and build a team around her always. Right. You know? So, yeah. I, I It's pretty obvious. Like, I'll try to make certain characters work, but I end up finding the one that actually does work later on. No. Uh, I, I have like a little two-part question here, right? So you alluded to this. How did you get involved into the QA analyst team for NRS? And I guess the second part is, you know, with your mom telling you, hey, you shouldn't be playing fighting games. Like, how does she feel like now that it's gotten you a job and all this stuff and you're well, world famous, you know? <laughs> we won't get into dark stories, but my mom is not a great person. So we, okay, I ended, up, okay, I ended okay. up, but I, it's a happy story. I ended up moving in with my father who was was the good parent when I was okay, 12 okay and my father's always encouraged my dreams he was the one oh. who was always buying me consoles I remember like it was oh, when cool. Nintendo 64 with the purple controller came out it was hiding like he, he would always hide an Easter basket for me this was the oh. biggest ass Easter basket ever because it had to hold a Nintendo 64 in it um he got me my Game Boy Color when that came out you know my GameCube you know he, he was always there for me supporting the gaming as long as I was doing good in life right. and 
he was the one who supported me going to college. I went to college for game design. So I have a bachelor's degree in game art design. And I I graduated in 2012. I wasn't able to get a job in my field for a while and uh, was in banking. I was a a personal banker and made it all the way up to being a senior personal banker. (laughs) And I was miserable at the end of it, though, uh, which was in 2016. And um, from meeting devs at the mkx pro series finals Mm. um at like at the after party and everything i I was just getting to meet everyone talk to people i was letting them know that i have a resume even though it doesn't have a lot of experience but i do have that degree and Mm. they said you know qa is not glorious like you know always to start out with it's not always (laughs) the best paying job in the industry Mm. It, it it it's a contract but we can pass your resume on and i got their email and was able to email them with that right um and it it was i got the first interview was actually the weekend of combo breaker in 2016 and i did not get the job as i was not living in chicago at the time yet but they interviewed me when they were looking for more qa for injustice when i had moved out there because at the time i was dating um decay and i had moved to chicago and since i was living there it was like a no-brainer like you know because i did pretty well the first interview it's just i didn't live out there yet right Um, so I did get the position that time and that was my start and, um, it was great. I did QA for three years. Um, I only became a community manager for the game that I'm on now in Atlanta, um, in 2019 and I've been doing that, but, uh, it's, it's a nice, it's actually nice to not work on fighting games now because it doesn't have any conflict of interest with, uh, doing commentary as well. Matt, uh, you are not the only person I know who was a big FGC head and then worked in fighting games, and then now they don't. They work in other games, and they're like, <laughs> never want to do that again. <laughs> I know. I definitely know a handful of people who are in that boat. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're, we're, oh, oh for the same reason. Stephanie, it was, it was Derek. <laughs> Derek said it wasn't glorious. Look, as as a former... It's, it's true. Post. It's true, though. It isn't, it isn't the most glorious Dude. start. Because unfortunately, like in this, uh, you know, I, I had only the, I had a great experience at NRS. Like I, I, I miss the people there and still talk to them all the time. One example, Stephanie. Um, there's many though that I still talk with, but um, the industry as a whole, um, it, it is, it is a harder one to start out in, but it gets better as you move up. Right. So I, look, as former QA, I will tell you QA is not a, like everybody I know who's been QA always mentions that because we're always the bottom fish on the you know we're at the bottom of the ladder basically and uh i always i always sorry to sidetrack but i always tell the story that our company hired this qa manager director to defend the qa and he did such a good job that they fired him so you know oh my god (laughs) (laughs) um so your your switch into commentary we can talk about that okay um you, you talked a little bit about it, but I'd like to hear more of like what was the draw to you and and how you feel like that. How did that transition go and, and how did you go about learning how to do it? Um, it was a scary transition. Like I, uh, I really got to owe it up to Gwinnett Brawl, the GB dojo folks here in uh, Atlanta, Georgia, um, and, and just the, the family that I've made in the FGC here in Georgia. Because I started going to locals in Chicago. I would go to GGA a lot. 
Um, that was where I first started jumping on the mic. I'll jump on for GGA um, with with you know Tommy Waffles and you know all all the locals. Like that was the first parts in my reel actually were little bits from Injustice Two commentary <laughs> at our locals. I would compete, but then I was like you know I'm a little scared, but you know I guess that's like it's a way to get more comfortable. I would jump yeah. on you know as in a casual environment. Uh, but then I, uh, started, Dragon Ball came out and I've been playing that since launch and I started going to the locals in Chicago for that. I went to a couple, I jumped on the mic once with, uh, the arm, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The arm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, um, then I moved to here for work in, in Georgia and I started going there and I didn't really have a lot of friends at first. Uh, funny story, uh, Blackwork, Max Blackwork, uh, is one of my best friends in the, in the, um, local scene now. But it, it wasn't until CEO Taki that he realized that I'm not, like, an e-celebrity. Because, like, he thought, like, I guess him and a couple people thought when I first started coming to Locals that, that I was, like, too cool to talk to them or something. <laughs> and I was just like, dude, like, it shouldn't take it shouldn't take me having to chill here at the bar at CEO Taki with you guys to realize I'm just a normal person. But I guess, like, uh, internet following, sometimes that, that can, you know, make... I, I hate I hate that thing, but... It, it it like they're some of my best friends to this day and i'm glad we were able Look to me, it i'm over. so popular no one wants to be my friend because i'm so famous <laughs> i just i just went there to play All games and learn and i i thrived that was where i started not going oh and two in dragon ball i started like going two and two nice. <laughs> at our locals and eventually there was one monthly i did get third at um Ooh. but uh but yeah it was it was a gb dojo that i really grew and also the data monthlies uh, that I grew here and started jumping on the mic. Data started being cool with that. And then data was able to get me um, on for CEO Taku in 2018. Nice. Um, so I did hey, Dragon Ball commentary. Well, we did 2019 with Samurai Showdown. Yeah. No, we did. We did Dragon Ball, too. Oh, wait, I didn't do Sam show with you. It, yeah, it was Dragon Ball. We did. It yeah, was 2019, though. Oh, okay. There you go. Sure. Yeah, I was I was upset with who I got top eight to commentate with because they didn't know the game actually. Uh, but you did, and oh. I, you, yeah, it would have been great. That person's canceled <laughs> though. That like did top eight with me there, so oh, I can I, I can hate all I want. Yeah. I know you're <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> but um, but yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm getting sidetracked uh, no no um, it's all good. Uh, talk about yourself. Talk about. <laughs> no 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 no. What am I uh? oh well, like just, just jumping I'm, I'm, on and getting used to it yeah it was like yeah. those locals locals helped me grow and and uh from that i took footage and i made you know better reels and um that those little you know baby reels that i had you know got me to doing somewhat larger events like ceo otaku and uh east coast throwdown was my first chance to do um i did the injustice pro series last chance qualifier in 27 20 18? Yeah, 2018. 2018. And yeah, it was 2018 that I started getting these somewhat larger than local events. Uh I would say East East Coast Throwdown's a big one, so don't get me wrong on that. But like CEO Taku is more like um not major, major level, but it's like a regional it I don't know the exact what it's, you'd call it's it. Getting but, there. Yeah. 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 And then final rounds like another one. I don't know if you want to call that major level or whatnot. Um, but they they are big. They are big. Um, and, big yeah. <laughs> yeah. Final round uh, put me on like top 16, top eight and pools for Dragon Ball. And that was kind of what set more in motion. And I had more footage. And then I applied to Combo Breaker and I had a new reel with even more footage 
of that and history, and I got to do top 48 in pools with Dragon Ball there. Nice. And then I got my first Evo that year for pools. And it was it was great, too, because it was my first time in person meeting Damascus and Tyrant, who are really good friends now. And I got to work with uh, Tyrant on the mic there. So it was nice. it was very wholesome. And, and it's only been up from there, you know. And then, you know, I got on some of the Dragon Ball, world you tour. know, world tour events, yeah, the Puerto yeah. Rico one. And then um, I got on yeah. finals and then COVID hit and ruined everything. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the the sure process is. you describe, I feel like, is... It's like exactly what I kind of hoped would happen when tournaments started doing reels. I mean, time was like they didn't do reels. It was just like, hey, three people, do you want to come commentate? Or it wasn't even that. It was like, whoever shows up to Anybody commentate this here? major, yeah. whoever wants you want to, to do it, like it was completely haphazard. Yeah. Or it was like my buddy or whatever, right? Right. But but having having the process of like reels. Okay, you do an event. Okay, you use that for the reel. You can kind of like build this. That's exactly what I kind of hope that process would lead to. So I'm really glad to hear that. Um, but uh, Evo this year only had one woman on commentary, right? And I don't remember the exact number. Of well, for the like main 40. events. Let's right, look. right. Because that's for one sure. thing that I felt like I wish they would have included pitchers in the side tournaments because it also, it wouldn't have too many more women, but I know for a fact, um, off the top of my head, it would have had myself and Jade Lynn who yeah, got yeah, to do yeah. uh, Blaze Blue. Yeah, BB Tag, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, right as far as far as the main Evo goes, only one out of yeah. I think like shout out to Sharpie. <laughs> Sharpie. Um, what, to what Sharpie. do you what do you feel about that? And and what do you think may be the cause of that? And also, what should we do about that? So I don't think it's necessarily a hot take, but it's not a cold take. Um, I totally empathize and understand where like a lot of my sisters in the FGC are upset seeing it and why they're demanding more women be there. But my take on it as being somebody who has worked so hard to even get to that first Evo that I was on and just do pools, this was an Evo where there really weren't pools on commentary, right? right? So there's not those extra spots, too, for people that maybe aren't, you know, the, the, the Say Jams or Ultra Davids or, you know, James Chen's of the world and stuff, right? So... Wow, wow. The tub of wares. <laughs> 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 go cry in my bed now. You, know Jesus. you play you play go cry into your dolphin. You play May. <laughs> Damn. But in all ser um in all seriousness, um I, I even talked in private uh, and hopefully he doesn't mind me sharing a little bit of this with Damascus, who's a good friend, is I'm not mad at who's there either. Like right, right. yes, I always want more women. But I can't think of women, even myself, for the games that were those five. There were very few that come to mind that are on that level of like commentating a major as big as Evo that have done the work, have had the you know reels, have done other majors mm -hmm. to to be on that. Um, the only Roman Nova the, says, "Women, step your shit up." You heard it here first. <laughs> on no, 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 don't, at this point. Don't, I'm, don't kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm kidding. Please. I'm kidding. Because that's the thing I want to avoid. Is is I I had a really good thread on Twitter. I think about it, um, saying about how the work is and how I even know I'm gonna be there next year for Guilty Gear. Like that is my goal. Like I right, yeah, I've already right. been working on it. I'm just new to the game, right? Mm -hmm. Like I, to the series, I guess. I'm not new to like. I'm as new as everyone. I've been playing since the beta. Right, of course. Yeah. But 
to the series, yeah, there's like way better people like right now. And I'm not mad that those people got chosen over me, even though I'm a good commentator. Like they, they earn their spot. They put in their hours. They put in their time. They deserve those spots. And I'm not mad at that. I only have myself to blame because I need to keep leveling up. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep grinding the game and level up and commentate as many tournaments before then as possible to get to that big leap. And I feel the same about other games. There, there are commentators that, um, th there are three women that come to mind that I think are on the level where they would probably be on Evo if it was offline. And they, they just, I think that it was just, they didn't have the spots like they normally do where they had to go with the people that either they already have experience with as Evo or just, you know, they, maybe they just didn't have the eyes on it this year is Saki Sakura for MK. Yeah. I think she's absolutely ready to be up there. Um, I'm not, I'm not saying myself for MK, even though I know I'm on that level because I just don't want to commentate MK anymore. And, th and that's, I've made that known in the community. So I'm not mad about that at all. Um, uh, Flexus, and I'd even say Maureen now too. Maureen's been doing more commentary. Yeah, she She's just such a good player. So yeah, but Flexus, like I want to see her on a CPT event. She's been grinding mm -hmm. for uh, like over two years now to, to be there and, and sure. been doing a lot of events. She does really well with St. Cola. Um, yeah. those two, I think that if it wasn't for that, it was such a limited, uh, what they did. I, I, I could see those three women being shoe-ins yeah. for, for an Evo. Um, I, I don't, I, what I hope to inspire and what I did too is these, a lot of women don't even have reels yet. So I'm hoping that from this conversation, it inspires the women that maybe have some footage to start putting together their first reel. Because yeah, my first reel, I, I did a stream recently where I like showed the the evolution of my reels and how <laughs> crappy the first one was but how it got me to the next step and then like that could be you you know like right. y y you just got to keep leveling up and also too like it, it, you got to find your niche like you there there's i hate to say it but there there's so many people that think commentary is about like going on the mic and like saying loud things yelling loud and stuff yeah. but like anyone can do that <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> You know, yep. it, you got to have your thing that makes you you and know, too, like, I, I, I still have to remind myself, not everyone's going to like you, you know, but I, I get hired because not because I'm a woman, I get hired because I'm one of the better ones at my craft for X game, like for Dragon Ball, when you think of like the top Dragon Ball commentators, it's probably the same, like, five to 10 people that come come to mind. And I'm sure. definitely in that top 10. So, so in, in your mind, when it comes to this, this list of Evo commentators, you know, you, you give, you give kind of, um, personal based reasons, right? It sounded like for why people, why more women weren't in there. I'm curious if you think that there is also a structural element to that too, or is it, is it in your mind, like the structure is there, pe women can do it, but it's just like, it's time to step it up and make that happen. Yeah, I think we're at a better stage personally in the FGC where there are definitely still people, uh, especially more in certain sub communities of the FGC, like certain games lead to certain people that harass women more. But overall, I think everything's gotten to a better place where women have more of the uh, tools to get there. Like not only the reels, but we're in a community where you need a graphics guy to make a graphic for your reel or make a logo for your brand. So you stand out above the rest. If you, I, I made a point on my stream when I was talking about this, that um, one thing that you can point out for almost everyone on that picture 
and including Sharpie because she was the woman on there. They have a brand. They they are known for that brand and and most of them have a logo of some sort or some kind of image that that sticks out there and they have a reel or or something close to it, right? They have they have something to their name unless like they're people who have just been there for a very long time, right? Um but it's it's a common thing with every single one of those people. They all stand out in their own way. I didn't see anyone, you know, you pick out, like, you see Logan-sama Logan on there and stuff like that. You know that's Winter Stays On, right? Like, you, it, everyone, Frame Advantage, Tyrant, like, you, every, they, they all, like, have their thing. And I think that it will feel a lot worse if we're putting women in there just to have women in there than if a woman got there because of their own merit. Um, like I, I've, I've had to have the guys like slap some sense into me, not literally, but where I've gotten events and I felt like maybe I didn't deserve it because I, I just, I have imposter syndrome all the time and it takes like their, you know, cause I, it would feel so bad if you're there just as a gender pick, like it, right. it really would. So it, I, I hope that answers that properly. Cause I just, I, I don't think there's anything stopping them except for themselves. Okay. Now, uh, before we go, one question, uh, one a extra question is, uh, how much did, do you feel like the XO Academy helped out with this thing? Not counting the garbage commentator coach that helped you out or anything like that. <laughs> but I mean, like outside of that, like, uh, uh, like, you know, talking with Persia and everybody like that, how much did the XO Academy help out? I think it was great for me. The thing I, I, I liked the coaching with you actually, that was, that was nice because it is something <laughs> of my interest. Um, as far as like the other things like brand management and all that, like I work as a community manager, which is in marketing and I'm surrounded by brand meetings all day. Um, so it's something that's like nice to hear other perspectives about it, but I also am very knowledgeable in that myself. But the thing that appealed to me the most and that I did really well at uh, was I, I really did want to get in there to just keep leveling up my Dragon Ball gameplay. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I got to play with the Kill Sage, yeah. you know? So, <laughs> um, and, and, and getting to coach with Sage for four weeks, you know, um, it didn't make me the best. Like, I'm, I'm not going to be the top tier player, right? But, uh, you know, I was playing Android 18 at the time and Adult Gohan and Super Saiyan Goku. And, uh, you know, I, def I definitely leveled up after that and learned a lot. Um, and, and it's carried to me to this day. And that I think also that stuff helps me on the mic. That's why I actively yeah. uh -huh. I, one of my biggest things, too, is you need to, like, grind these games. Like, I, I'm sure there are commentators that don't always actively grind every game. But for me, it makes me feel more authentic that me if too. I'm I, I won't commentate a game unless I'm like hype about it, like yeah, and, totally. and not just hype like I want to watch it. Hype that I'm I'm like I'm I'm playing the shit out of this game. You can come to one of my streams and hear me yell at somebody because sure. they blocked some some kind of mix up that I didn't think they'd block. So right. <laughs> but makes yeah. sense. Uh, James, you want to hit her with the final question? I mean, I, it's it seems like a pretty no-brainer answer. <laughs> it does. But, uh, I always ask everybody where their handle comes from, and you're Romanova, and uh, <laughs> where did that come from? <laughs> Black Widow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's Definitely pretty obvious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a lot of people just see Romanov, so they don't get it sometimes. But her original name was Natalia Romanova. Mm -hmm. Also, I learned I learned when I was in Ukraine for MK that uh, it's actually Romanova. 
Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> okay. Romanova. But, yeah, yeah. Nice. But uh, they were not sure how to say my name because of the way I say it when I came out there. They were like, how? Because <laughs> they speak Russian. They're like, how do we say your name? Because that theater would be Romanova. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I just cool. say Romanova. I mean, like people haven't seen your Black Widow cosplay. Like you're like, weirdly like a like a dead ringer for scarlett johansson when you're in the black widow costume it's crazy dude it's it's well thank you i take that as a compliment (laughs) uh one last thing though before you guys kick me off here i do want to i do want to say though um as much as i do think uh people earn things and whatnot i think that uh it it is always going to be harder for marginalized groups to excel in almost anything and i don't want people just because i'm telling people to work for something to ever think that i mean it makes it easier uh Mm -hmm. i am a white woman uh women of color have it even worse so it you know keep doing you and and you know we we are here to support each other and you know uh support each other's growth i i said i'm gonna try and make some kind of actual video cut for my youtube to talk about making a reel so that can be data shared with other people and i encourage anyone else there with commentary you know xo academy did coaching but i encourage other you know male commentators out there or you know folks out there to uh encourage training you know even if you know i don't want to ever say to do something for free but you know figure out a program that would work you know some of you folks do like patreons and stuff but for things like that you know where like you could offer uh, you know, commentary coaching to teach somebody who wants to get better and maybe they're not there yet. Uh, you know, now's the time where we can do things to give back to the people, especially mm-hmm. women or non-binary folks uh, and femme presenting folks that we want to see on like the next Evo. So yeah. I just wanted to like make sure that that's known. <laughs> I definitely agree with that. Cool. Well, uh, plug yourself and let people know where they can follow or see you. Okay. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Romanova. I stream and uh, twi- Twitter.com slash Romanova. And I do have a cosplay Instagram I don't use as much. Uh, Rom- it's Instagram Romanova Rose. But uh, yeah, mainly I'm on, on Twitter. Cool. So, thank you. <laughs> hey, uh, when are you going to catch these anchors, dog? Uh, I don't know. When, it ain't nothing but a hair flip. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. All right. Well, thanks, well, thanks a lot. for coming on, Rose. Yeah, yeah, thanks for, sure. for having me, guys. Have a good night. You too. All right, awesome. All right. Thanks for having yeah. her jump on here and, and talk about all the, you know, I, I, I especially, you know, liked hearing her thoughts on the Evo commentary situation, so that was really cool. Good yeah, timing. Awesome. All right. Nice. Uh, and whoever... she deleted me. She, well, she did, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> whoever picked her to come on and uh, and invite her tonight was uh, they made a good pick. So thanks a lot to whoever that was. I don't know. Might have been Brock. We'll never know. OK, we'll never know. Well, <laughs> all right, cool. Well, let's move on to the next one. It's definitely Brock, <laughs> to be clear. Uh, let's go to the five five matchup. Ooh, and do our viewer questions. Can you set up the poll, please? The poll has been created. Damn, James on point. All right, so as we I was ready with a lot of other stuff, and I forgot other things. (laughs) That's all good. (sighs) Type in exclamation point and the number of whichever one you do as I read through this. So number one, in the advent of the push to re-release Marvel 2, should re-releases of classic games get balance updates or mechanical changes or even graphical updates? Would new players be drawn to get into a classic game without some additional content or modern upgrades? Mm. 
Two, do you think commentary style changes based on the speed or high damage of a game? Should it? Vampire comes to mind, given how fast it is. Number three, if fighting games were in the Olympics, how would you decide on which game or games <laughs> should be? Would it be team or individual? Four, do you think FG Esports has a future with events structured more like boxing or UFC cards, with top players competing for titles and cash prizes in longer sets, like Punk vs. Zidon first 10, and an undercard of similar matches from different games? Five, assuming the Capcom blacklisting of Sagem is true, would that affect the way FGC influencers discuss fighting game publishers when they are off-duty? Should it? Is Capcom in the wrong? Number six, are there, as there are aspects of esports that FGC people don't like, but people also want fighting games and the FGC to be more recognized. What aspects of the FGC should be pushed more so that it can break the niche genre impression? There you go. Those are the six questions that we got. Again, type in exclamation point, then the number that you want That's us right. to discuss. Everybody with the five. I want to see wow. violence. Let's go. It's about to dominate. That's <laughs> I want to see violence. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Yep. So type exclamation mark, the number of what you want to see. Interesting to watch this uh, move in real time, which I can see here and nobody else can see. Okay. Come on, we've only got like 39 votes. Let's get more votes in here. Come on, let's do it. If you are a subscriber to the channel, you can subscribe more than, I mean, you can vote more than once. You can vote more than once. You can also subscribe more than once. You can do that too. You can give sub to it's someone true. else, your buddy, so they can vote more than once. <laughs> All right. So All right, right now it's really just kind of a, a challenge between number one and number six, but I think number one is pulling ahead enough that I think we can call it at this point. It is definitely right, going to be number it. five and number one. So right. I'm going to go ahead and call the, 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 the poll here. Poll is done. Let's get into the number five and number one rereading, uh, uh, reread the question again, David. Sure. Number five is assuming the Capcom blacklisting of Sagem is true. Would that affect the way FGC influencers discuss fighting game publishers when they are off duty? Should it? Is Capcom in the wrong? Uh, here's a little backstory. So Sagem said that uh, Capcom, uh, I forget his wording, but isn't hiring him uh, because he said that the netcode's bad. I think was the was what he said on stream. Essentially, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, as far as would, does that affect the way that fighting game influencers discuss fighting game publishers when they are off duty? Uh, which is, I think, a funny way to put it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what, do you, what do you guys think? What do you have to say about this? Well, I can tell you guys firsthand, if you are an influencer of any sort, there is no off duty. And anything you say at any time canon will be used against you and the full extent of esports law like 100 percent. there is no off duty you can't joke around in a stream chat you can't talk in private keep that shit to yourself yes it absolutely constantly you are being um looked at you are being watched you are being analyzed you are that's just the the reality of it is you need to be very careful about what you say uh and who you say it to almost at all times. Justin, I see you. <laughs> Former evil commentator, Justin Wong. Right. Justin I mean, it's, in it's, chat. it's interesting because I know we've all said that the net code is bad, right? Like, like 
we've all done that before. So that's just, it's odd to me. Uh, isn't that just like what we all say? <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny you say that, James, because it's almost like someone who doesn't like you for no reason can use something like, oh, well, one time they said this as a weapon against you. It's almost like there's a whole bunch of politics when it comes to this stuff. It's almost like that. Almost. Yeah, there are, there definitely are politics to some degree. I mean, I don't... I know that my position is a little bit different, I think, to be frank, than many other people's. And I think the same is true for James. Um, but I have said gnarly things about some games in the past. Uh, <laughs> and... Uh, and I and I have had consequences a, a couple of times, um, maybe one actually. Now that I think about it, uh, I was at Capcom Cup one year and did an interview at Capcom Cup where I said that SF5's release was the worst in modern fighting game history. That <laughs> <laughs> was at Capcom Cup, literally. Uh. Uh, and uh, and that that wasn't very nicely put. I could have said that better for sure, but like also it had a lot of problems on launch. So the idea was you know, so I didn't get hired for a while. But it didn't last that long, <laughs> as you could see. Um, so, so for me, like I think that honestly, some of the same rules probably don't apply about like what is advisable or not. I would have put Sagem in that category too. So, I it's a big bummer to me that he um, that what has happened has happened. That super super bums me out. Uh, I wish he was commentating because he's very strong. Um, yeah, I and agree. that it's it's you know unfortunate to like not have him more frequently uh, on the mic. Um, so, I mean, it, it definitely sucks. My personal perspective is that I know, like I said, I know that my position is a little bit different. I think than many others, uh, I'm not as, I don't have like, uh, leverage per se, but like, I, I also am not quite as like on the, on the bubble maybe as some other people might be. Um, so, so I think I can probably, probably do more, but I do think it's true that there are politics to some degree like anything you know um in in anything that you do that's going to be the case whether it's obviously work or school or friends or you're trying to get into commentary um that's very it's just like a fact of living in the world and dealing with other people um and that's that's a bummer in some ways because like you know you would want it ideally to just be like whoever's the best commentary a commentator gets hired like that's the ideal but that's, that's not real life all the time. I mean, it's not real life, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, I would like it to be more like that, and and I think that it's not like so far from that either. I think that as as Romanova was talking about, I think that there's there is part of that, but yeah, it's also true that there are that there are uh, that there's politics, and I can think of a couple instances of people who said things even in private, and that got back to other people who are um, in in decision making positions who didn't like that that was said in private that's never happened to me not once and i not that i that wasn't my <laughs> example at all uh, so you know is there is there off duty uh i don't know i don't know that that's right but i it does it does definitely affect how people how fighting and commentators uh discuss yeah. games um i mean you know you'll notice that like most of us are pretty honest nevertheless if we if we don't like a game, we're not going to sugarcoat it. Maybe we shouldn't say it's the worst release ever or whatever. <laughs> not like maybe maybe don't be a big jerk about it. But like also you don't have to you don't have to talk things up that you don't like. And and also as Romanovo said, if you don't like a game, you shouldn't commentate it because it's going to be worse. You're not going to know as much. You're not going to be as excited. Right, so right. the games you don't like, you're not like giving up work in being in in not 
praising it, right? So we're, we're mostly honest anyway. We're, we're mostly commentating the games that we actually care about. Most of the people who get hired for commentary are good. So again, it's not like an, entirely about politics, but yeah, does it come into play sometimes? It, it does. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is one of the hardest things that I know a lot of people have trouble understanding. This is coming from players as well, not just commentators, but what Tubo said is 100% true. Uh, once you become an influencer, you, there's no more off time anymore. It's you are on the clock pretty much all the time and you have to be very careful with what you say. And, you know, it, it, it sucks. But again, as I've told players out there who have said some bad things in private and it gets out and stuff like that, it's, you know, if you don't want to have that problem, then you can just suck at what you do and not have to worry about that because you're not an influencer anymore, you know? Like, the thing is, it's an unfortunate position. Like I said, if if a famous tennis player said something nasty about another tennis player, that could get them in trouble. You know, that that's just the, the nature of the way the world works, and there's not much you can do about it. Uh, I mean, regarding the Sejam thing, I'm confused by that because... I know we've all said bad things about the netcode. I mean, David and I were really loud about the Altimore patch, especially when it got like nailed and like completely destroyed. Like the two of us, even like live on stream, were like super mad about that and everything. And so, you know, uh, it seems weird to me that that might, you know, have been a situation for Sejam. Like, did he say anything particularly bad? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but again, does it affect what we have to say? I've had a situation before, you know, uh, bless Carolyn, you know, Carolyn, she's told me before, like, she was like, speak your mind on anything. We don't want to, yeah. you know, force you to, 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 you know, we, we want you to be honest, et cetera, et cetera. And I think a lot of that just comes there, down to, you wait, know, who's, who, who's Carolyn for people who don't know, uh, mama Dow, Carolyn Dow used to work at Capcom for a while, did a lot of the work on the esports side. Uh, she's no longer there, uh, unfortunately, yeah. but, uh, yeah, she was, uh, doing a lot of the stuff with, uh, with Capcom. Did a lot of good stuff time. there. Yeah. Sure. Um, but, uh, for me, it's like, the thing about it is, again, you know, and, and again, I'm not saying Sejam did this because I just can't even picture Sejam doing this. But if you're going to be negative about something, discuss it productively, right? Like, if I sit here and I talk about... You know, I've, I've said on Twitter and I said here on this stream that Street Fighter V holds a lot of responsibility for the negative press on rollback netcode. Like if Street Fighter V had good rollback netcode, then Grand Blue Fantasy, Dragon Ball, like all these games might have had rollback netcode already. But like Street Fighter V kind of messed that up. You know, like I've said stuff like that. But, you know, when you do it, you know, you kind of have to present it, I guess, you know, more you know, productively, I guess, and not just be like, this thing sucks, you know? Like, yeah. I don't know. It's it's a weird situation. I don't like it, personally. I don't like that, you know, there is this weird dance sometimes that you have to play. I mean, a lot of people got frustrated with me and Jeremy this weekend because we didn't bring up the net code during Punk and Smug's match that was clearly oh oh okay yeah, yeah not good right you didn't talk about it yeah, yeah we didn't talk about it on commentary but like 
is like I'm still not even 100% sure where that stands. Like, are we allowed to I mean, be? I like, have. I, yeah. The last couple times I've been on, com on CPT commentary and there's bad uh, interactions. I talk about it. I feel like it's something that's right there. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't say stupid Capcom. If only they had like. You, don't, <laughs> no. you should. You should like a super villain. Stupid okay, Capcom. Yeah. If only they had. That would be fantastic. <laughs> There's a way to sell that, probably. That yeah, might be right. true, but uh, I'm probably not going to be the one that does that. Uh, but, but again, so, next like, challenge for you. Anyway, like you, can, I think you can address that, but just as you're saying, don't be a jerk about it. Right, exactly. That's the hardest part is when you're doing commentary and stuff like that. And, you know, and yeah, like, do I want to say that maybe I haven't said some things because I am scared because it is my source of income? Probably, maybe not sometimes <laughs> intentionally but it's definitely stuff that something that happens and th like I don't know if I can control it as well as I want to I'm not the kind of guy who just runs out and says everything sucks in the first place but yeah. is it tempered by that probably I mean I, I can't say it, it isn't but again I think the main main way the main crux of this question and the main answer of this question is what Tubo addressed and is that is when you're an influencer you are never not on the clock. Even when I talk about fighting game stuff, you know, when I make comments about, you know, team tournaments, like I'm trying to make offhand comments about that. And, you know, you can't. If you're an influencer, you're just not allowed to do that, which is probably why guys like Skip Bayless have to be the way that they are on ESPN. You know, they just have to be jerks because <laughs> then it kind of gives them the leeway to say whatever they want, you know. <laughs> their brand i hope that never happens in yeah. fgc <laughs> uh all right well guess what i am i'm about to be the skip bayless of the fgc oh, just no. to make david mad yeah. <laughs> uh, i couldn't get away with that <laughs> if i wanted to okay all right uh yeah anything else to say on this nope cool uh let's move on next question is the number one question right here uh, should re-releases of classic games get balance updates? Oops. Uh, so the full question, this is in regards to MVC2. Should re-releases, uh, in the advent of the push to re-release MVC2, should re-releases of classic games get balance updates or mechanical changes or even graphical updates? Would new players be drawn to get into a classic game without some additional content or modern upgrade. Hey, uh, I'm gonna go stop my cats from doing cat stuff. I'll be right back, but please answer <laughs> this. <laughs> uh, okay. All right, well, I saw you shaking your head a little <laughs> bit there, Tubo. Uh, was I, was, I was shaking my head at David, who was shaking his head at his cats. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, you... yeah, for as far as the question goes, should re-releases uh fighting games get balance updates or mechanical changes or graphical updates um i i feel like all i have to say is look at hdr i mean like it, it's if you're gonna do that and i actually mean that in a positive way if you're gonna do that then you have to include the classic game on there as well right you can't you can't just like if, if you, you say you're taking i don't know king of fighters 11 or whatever an old game and you're you're modernizing it uh, on new consoles if you change it in any way it's a new game it's not the same game anymore right 
Uh, so like when HDR released, they had HDR version or you could play normal old ST, which I, I think if you do that, then then oh, that's totally OK. Uh, but if you're trying to peg something as like a re-release, like say put Marvel vs. Capcom 2 on PS5, then you can't rebalance Marvel vs. Capcom 2. It needs to be Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Because uh, if it's anything else, then it's a, like a remake, not a re-release. Right, right. I, I think I've got this. There we go. All right. <laughs> um, Good job. Nailed oops, it. I keep forgetting to toggle off the timer update. Anyways, um, so for me... This is a really tricky category because, you know, we do have the precedent in HDR set up, right? And HDR wasn't necessarily well received by a lot of people. You know, I mean, if you're in charge of the balance and a Fei Long player says they don't like Fei Long and the Chun-Li player says they don't like Chun-Li and the Kami player says they don't like Kami, I mean, maybe there's something to reconsider how you're rebalancing the game. I mean, that's just... That's just all I'm going to put out there. Uh, so should they be rebalanced? To me, it really depends on how old the game is. If the game is really old, rebalancing is something you have to consider very, very carefully. And, and my logic behind it, my philosophy behind rebalancing old games is always change the result of something, but not what the players can do. Right. So, for example, I wouldn't get rid of Ganagian combos. I wouldn't get rid of Chun-Li being able to buffer crouching medium kick into super really, really late. I wouldn't get rid of the unblockables for Yuri and Oro and stuff like that, but change the results. Hoyokusen, for example, lower the damage on it. Maybe make Ganagian so he doesn't build meter until the combo's over. You know, things like that. You know, you want to change certain aspects of it so if you did an mvc2 you know one yeah absolutely make sure you keep a classic mode in there like tubo was saying so that you could always play the old version in there but also you know would you want to change air hyper viper beam times five maybe not leave that in there maybe make a air hyper viper beam do a little less damage don't nerf the strong best characters by taking away their options buff some of the weaker characters a little bit but always keep the classic version in there in case the updated version doesn't go well uh, graphically if you're gonna do a graphical update just make sure that it looks good uh and then uh yeah outside of that like the people love the games for a reason Tweaking them isn't not isn't as necessary, uh, and if you do tweak it, you would just have to be very very careful, very very careful with it. I don't really. How are your cats? Oh, they they're fine. You know when you find you guys, James has two cats. I don't know if you ever find like a clump of cat hair that one cat removed from the other. <laughs> do you ever find that? That's... Yeah, 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 yeah. There you uh, go. They're, they're they're siblings. You know, they love each other and they cuddle a lot. But also, it's, you know, sometimes there's other stuff going yeah. on. Um, anyway, they're all right. I don't really feel like there should be like there needs to be maybe uh, any balance updates. Mm -hmm. I don't know of any of any example of a game that has been out for a while, uh, especially one that can be considered a classic game that had updates that anybody wanted to play um that hasn't happened yet right like there there have been edits to a few 
maybe the only one that I can think of is like some people play like the MK9 edit that somebody, I forget who did it. It might have been Rio who did it. I don't remember. Um, some people play that, but like still, most people are playing MK9 or even still playing the actual one. It's just rare that that gets picked up because the people who are playing the classic game like the classic game. Everybody who didn't has left. They're not playing it anymore. So, right. so they're not. What audience are you going for, right? Like in make, in making these bounds changes, I don't really think that it makes much sense. Yes, would I like to play a version of Q where he has anything that's cancelable and comboable outside of point blank range? Might be interesting, <laughs> you know. What if what if background house that causes a launch actually caused a combo? That's right. What if you launch somebody and they aren't in a in a comboable state? Like, it would be nice. But I also am aware that other people wouldn't be playing this game. And that I don't know if I would be for long term either. I think that might be like an interesting little experiment, but it probably is not worth making a whole game around. I mean, uh, if it's we, an we, official... We all have... If it's yeah, official, yeah, yeah. If it's, it's official, different, I mean. right? Yeah. I don't cause... know if it's different. You, t- you were just talking about HDR. And yeah, but, uh... while, while you weren't a big fan of it... <laughs> uh, don't I mean, do I, it, James. I also wasn't a big fan of it. I think I was too much of a jerk about it, but like, yeah, that's I wasn't a big fan of it either. Some people were fans of it, Nevertheless, you know, nobody kept playing it, right? I mean, it's, I mean, it's... some people still play KOF 98, you know, Dream Match, KOF 2002, Ultimate Match and stuff like that, right? Like those exist. Okay, maybe those are a couple of examples of this. Mm-hmm. I guess that might be true. Okay. Right. So maybe it's not in no case. But I also feel like it's not something that most people who are playing the classic game are, are going to be interested in. So I don't really see much need for it. Yeah. As far as graphical updates... All like same kind of position. Like the people who are playing the game are cool with the graphics. Some people like the graphics because it's older looking as well. I mean, to me, that's that's the that's the question that should probably get more consideration. to do a graphical update. I'm going to I'm going to throw out my old man caveat on the graphical update stuff. If it's sprite based, leave it alone. If it's 3D, go ahead and upgrade it. I, I'm on board, actually. Because 3D games, when they get graphical updates, it actually looks better. Uh, when 2D games get graphical <laughs> updates, it like, oh man. Like, anybody who's seen those mobile versions of the Final Fantasy games, like, you know, if right. you know what I'm talking about, everyone's shivering and cringing right now because it's just disgusting uh honestly uh but 3d games because they're all model based and all that stuff like that and it's it's about textures and the quality i think you can do it on that so that makes sense but i don't see a big need for any significant changes anyway i mean the underlying thing of the question here like is there's a there's a push to get Marvel 2 re-released. That would be awesome. I'd love to see that, dude. I, I It's not a game that I ever played seriously, but I have enjoyed watching it ever since I've been in the FGC. It's always so, been fun to watch. I'd yeah. love to see more people get into it, play it. Yeah. I, I, want to, I want to address what Jihad Joe says. He said, I think the problem with HDR was that redrawn sprites made absolutely no consideration for the animation being done. The original sprites had in-between frames and all that. The HDR ones were just good while the game was paused. To uh, HDR's credit, that was uh, a problem because they did not, they gave Udon all the sprites, but they did not give them a way to animate them. So they did not see how they flowed. So they were like, redraw the sprites. 
And they were like, uh, so for example, when they redrew Dalsam on the wind pose, you know, they improved his shading on there. But what they didn't realize was that Capcom didn't just repeat the sprites back and forth. When he got to one side, they mirror imaged him and made him go back the other way. And then they mirrored him again and made him go back the other way. So that sprite was purposely colored with no shading. <laughs> and when HDR drew it, they put shading on Dalson. So when you see him go one way and he finishes moving this way, he flips and the shading goes the other direction and he does this and then the shading flips and then he comes back. They just never gave Udon the ability to see what it looked like. And so that's not Udon or, or the HDR Rough. team. Like it's probably more higher up like from right. Capcom, like they just didn't give them that ability to do that. And so that's an unfortunate situation right there that that that, that occurred. All right. Good on this one? Uh, Said yeah. my piece. All righty. Yeah. But again, like I said, uh, I mean, I like do. Would I like to see a Super Turbo that's slightly more balanced? There's the new legacy that came out. But again, you know, some of the things that New Legacy did, for example, was they took away Chun-Li's ability to store her super and stuff like that. Oh, like, I don't want to take those things away. You know what I mean? As much as I hate stored Ocho, I probably wouldn't take stored Ocho away at this point in time because it's just it's yep. part of the game at this point. Maybe, I don't know, Maybe. find other ways to balance it. You know what I mean? But at this point in time... You, you'd only want to tweak the weaker characters a little bit and leave the strong characters to do mostly what they could do. And I think that's a, that's a best way to do it. So. Yep. I'm with you. Okay. All right. Let's move on to the next one. We're going to talk about the Capcom Pro Tour Australia, number one that happened. James commentated it. You were there yep. mm -hmm. in Australia live. Exactly. <laughs> From down under. Um, it was, it was, it's awesome to see again, those Australian players have been like, they have a consistent crop of really strong players there and yeah. we don't get to see a lot of them cause they don't get to travel as much, but it was really cool to see them play really well. And, you know, three of the favorites going into that, like BK Sama, Somniac and rumors who qualified with Cody last year. All got defeated by Shen Khan, the guy who runs the Unga Down Under, you know, uh, nice. who huh. runs who, the TO of their awesome. weekly. He sent them all out of the tournament, you know, Damn. and like that, like, cool. and then Travis Styles ended up taking it. And it's just, they, the, and the thing about it is, we don't know the players as well. But, you know, you talk to the Australia players, these are the same guys who are doing super well all the time. And if these, and yeah. if, you know, these guys are able to qualify and stuff like that, it's just, it's really cool to see. I, I really have a fun time watching it. And, you know, they use a bunch of different characters. Travis Styles, a boxer player. He defeated Akuma, Pandas Akuma using both V skills, you know, like <laughs> it's really impressive watching these guys play. And I, again, I love the smaller regions that Capcom is doing for the Capcom Pro Tour. I hear you. Mm -hmm. All right, let's move on to the next one. Let's talk a little bit about Blazing Strike. This is a game that was a Kickstarter project that was made by one person. Yeah. And it's a cool pixel art looking game. It has been picked up by Axis and now they're sure going to be publishing it. 
So they, it's going to be a full-on published fighting game. Super sick. They had a trailer uh, for it. It'll be releasing in 2022 for PS4 and 5, Switch, and PC. Uh, not only does it look cool, it has rollback netcode. Take that. It also will have <laughs> parries. Uh, so that's a little bit of an insight into how the game might play. It's got parries. Uh, Axis is going to be doing an Axis stream for recaps of their recent announcements. They had other announcements too, not just that one, for new games. And that's going to be Thursday, August 12th, so in just a couple of days, at 3 p.m. Pacific time on twitch.tv slash Games, hosted by Sammy Fish. Let's go, oh, Sammy. Oh, nice. Let's go, Sammy. That's pretty yeah, sick. But man, p- sitting down and r- making your own sprites by yourself, kudos to that dude. <laughs> yeah, 100%. 2D sp- I mean, 2D sprite art animation is not easy. Which is why, like, if they ever did a new Vampire Savior, like I said, don't ever touch those graphics, man. And in fact, in Vampire Savior, please make sure you put in a mode to put the scan lines back into the game because uh, those scan lines actually make a big difference. All right, cool. Makes the graphics look how they should. For Mm -hmm. sure. Blazing Strike again. New thing. Check it out. There's a cool trailer out there. Speaking of trailers, on the next one here, just very briefly, there were trailers shown for a couple of games. An alpha trailer for Umbrella in Skullgirls was shown. And what's cool yeah. is that... Yeah. Go, go ahead. I was agreeing. Yeah. Oh, it was cool. <laughs> uh, what, what, I, what I liked about it is that, as they've done before, they show uh, a lot of the fr- a lot of the, uh, the sprite frames are unfinished, right? Yeah. It's just yeah. sketches. Yeah, I think that's so cool. Uh, so they, it was a little bit of, of an insight. She's got some rangy stuff. She had a literal full screen command grab, where her like <laughs> umbrella unrolls and like b- licks you up from actual full screen. Uh, so that was cool. Uh, she right, just an alpha. She's going to be al- playable in alpha soon at some point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then in Grand Blue, there's a trailer for Vera, who will be released in December. Not even really a trailer. It's just like this is going to be a character. Uh, there's like a pose oh, okay, or maybe okay. her win pose or something. And uh, my understanding is that she's a popular character in the game that she comes from. Sure. That's what I've read. So congrats <laughs> to everybody. That'll be happening. Season two of DLC is over actually. So it's unknown if this is a season three or if it's just like Ooh, something extra or interesting. what. Unclear. Okay, okay. All right. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, more Miguel. Dude, roll back and grab Take, me. please, please. Not, that game is still new enough. Not, not even worth the conversation. Not happening. Not happening. <laughs> it's still uh, <sighs> a game that is gonna have rollback though is Serial Killers. They tweeted oh, that they're making progress and that maybe a demo is on the way. I tweeted them. I was like, hey, don't forget about Ultra Ten. Give us that early, early, early access. And they uh, they quoted that tweet and said, of course, you're still first in line. Oh, that's so yes. sick. All yeah. right, all right. We'll have early access to serial killers. Yeah. Whenever, <laughs> they just have to make happens. sure that they give it to people in order so that it's you know released serially to people correctly. So. Wow, what a killer idea. Uh, up next, we have... Uh... <laughs> I hate both of you so much. <laughs> uh, all right, so, so here's an issue that has bubbled up over the last um, day or so, as far as I saw, maybe a couple of days. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about this, so... Uh, let okay, me, so tell me what happened is, uh, and this is the best I could tell... I tried to do a little bit more research into it by actually DMing some of the people who were involved, and, and I haven't heard back. So um, they're also in Europe, so that might just be like they're asleep. So yeah. my bad. Okay. Um, probably probably nothing weird about that. As far as what happened for Dojo Fighting Fest, 
it was an online event in March, like I said, in Europe. Uh, it was through PlayStation's site, like it was like compete.playstation.com, oh, you know, their their website, okay. and which uses ESL's like gaming site for brackets. Mm-hmm, I don't know mm-hmm, if you guys mm-hmm. have seen it, if you haven't checked that out, but that's what it uses. Um, so some people haven't gotten paid. It's unclear to me if it's categorically that nobody's gotten paid or if that's just some people and it, but it is at least some players and at least a couple of commentators and not just that, but like player was supposed to get a PS five that hasn't been shipped. Uh, and again, that's in March. So it's about you know five ish months at this point. Uh, what's the deal with that? Well, um, I, I don't know. I mean, again, it's, it's unclear to me. People were saying that it's supposed to be play, paid by ESL, which could be, and I don't want to make it seem like I know any better. But I do also want to say that it's the case that ESL's, like, again, name is, uh, is in, in, in the PlayStation gaming's brackets. And some of the things that that is true for, ESL's actually not the party that pays out. Because I've seen that, my case, uh, several times now at this point, where, like, that website's there... And in, even in some cases there, I'm interfacing with people who are from ESL, but they're actually not the party responsible for paying. Me, right. 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 So again, it could be the case that ESL is the one that's, that's due. I tried to find out and I just don't know the answer to that. Um, in any case, sucks that that is true, that they haven't gotten paid yet. Uh, I hope that that happens soon. Yeah. I mean, that's mm, unfortunately very common in esports. We yeah. hit you with this net 90. I mean, net 180. I mean, net... <laughs> One day. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> I mean, one day. I mean, one day, one maybe, day. you know? Yeah. <laughs> Someday. Yeah. Someday. Someday. Yeah. 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 I mean, the worst case that, it, that it's happened for me was over a year. And I ultimately had to be like, are you guys aware that, like, I'm a lawyer and I could, I mean, I'm the guy. That other <laughs> I'm, people I'm, this I'm the guy. Like, I could do the thing. Yeah. And then I we finally did get paid. Time. But that took yeah. a while. Just honestly. like just like if you're going to try to sell merch using somebody else's art, we have a lawyer. We have a lawyer right here. Yeah. You can ask yeah. him about it, dude. You can ask it's him. It's definitely not unheard of. And even in some of those cases where I haven't been paid, um, I haven't always spoken up about it. I mean, I'm like behind the scenes. I'm trying to get paid, obviously. But I'm not like out there tweeting about it. Because like, yeah, like I'm... I have the powers of an attorney, but like also <laughs> I don't want to burn bridges. Like there's other reasons, right. To like not be talking about that stuff publicly. Um, in my personal history, ESL has always paid on time. I just want to let that be known. But I have also heard that other people have had problems getting paid by them in the past too. So maybe my experience was an exception. No, I'm not really sure. All right. I hope it gets paid up. Maybe they know you're a lawyer, so they're like, pay David (laughs) first. Yeah, pay this guy first. We'll deal the rest later. Yeah, yeah. Little do they know. They're hiring David. All right. Well, there's a few upcoming things to talk about. One is that Evo 2021 Online Weekend 2 is this coming weekend. Mm -hmm. So if you are somebody who likes fighting games, and I suspect... A lot of the people in here like fighting games, and uh, you can check it out. Again, that's Strive, Skullgirls, Street Fighter V, Tekken, Street Fighter V, and MK11. I'll be doing MK11 commentary. I'll be oh, doing nice. it for the cool. North America region. That'll be cool. It's going to be me and Chef. We're going to be commentating and having oh, a good time. Nice. Good. Good stuff. Good stuff to Chef. Check that out. 
And then, oh, that's twitch.tv slash Evo, if that was unclear. Also, Fatal Circuit was announced uh, last week. Just didn't talk about it. This is an MK11 series for Europe. It's nine weeks long, and it's from UYU. So hats off to UYU for putting that series on more than a couple months long. If you are in Europe and you'd like to play Mortal Kombat and you'd like to do so in a way that's a tournament where you can get paid, check out UIU. Uh, they're on <laughs> twitter.com slash UIU if you are somebody who wants to investigate that. Alrighty. And then uh, Texas Showdown was announced. That's not going to actually happen until next year. That will, that will be April 22nd to 24th, 2022. But they announced it, so hopefully things are cool in Texas <laughs> yeah, by that point. Hopefully things are cool. Yeah, everybody. I mean, uh, this is what we did last year in 2020. We're like, all right, we've scheduled out this in 2021. We should be good by then. And um, man, yeah, don't yeah. remind me. Speaking of uh, TNS Chicago is happening this weekend. I was gonna go to commentate. Uh, but I had to let Tong know that I'm not risking it. I'm staying home. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully everybody at TNS Chicago stay safe. Please, please mask up. And better yet, if you're not vaccinated, don't go. I mean, clearly I can't stop you, but <sighs> yeah. just be responsible. And I have a lot of friends that are going to be there, and I'm super sad I'm not going. And I was pumped to go back to an FGC event for the first time in over a year and a half. But it is what it is. So good luck to everybody going. I'll be watching the stream. Stay safe. I definitely get your decision. Mm. Do you know what that will be streamed on? Yeah, yeah. It'll be on Tampa Never Sleeps. Twitch.tv forward slash Tampa Never Sleeps. And they have a bunch of exhibitions on Friday uh, and then actual bracket Saturday. So, And to be clear, we're talking about Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom 3. It's going to be all Marvel 3. That's it. Cool. By the way. Okie uh, dokie. Uh, just as a little additional thing, I just wanted to throw this up on the screen. Uh, let me see if I can drop this up here. Uh, let me see. Can I get this? Yeah, it's here? tough times in Florida right there now. That's for sure. A lot of people are talking about uh, that. A lot of us a, have been talking about that. Just a little extra tidbit. I saw Juna tweet this, and it was just interesting to me. But he says, Mori, the creator and producer of Blaze Blue, recently drew Jita art to celebrate an upcoming mobile game collab. I really wish they would port Mori's version of Jita into Blaze Blue fighting games, says this tweet over here. But Blaze Blue is already finished. Mori responds, "That is not true." Ooh. You oh. know, when I first read this tweet, I didn't realize that it explicitly said Blaze Blue fighting game. I thought it just said Blaze Blue game because there are other Blaze Blue games. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. But fighting game, huh? Okay. All right. So well, there you go. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I think Blaze Blue deserves a new game. I hope a new game is coming. I don't think that tweet really <laughs> says much, though. It I, I, would, much, I yeah, would think that with a grain of salt. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. It definitely says the minimum amount of stuff. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That's actually kind of neat. Guhawk has put this in there. So they announced that, you know, the next CPT is going to be all teams, right? Like Nasser, like uh, Panda, right. et cetera, et cetera. We saw all those teams. Pandas joked that they only have two Street Fighter players, so apparently they're doing a competition series to hire the third player for SFL and actually hire for Panda to go with Justin Wong and Punk. It will be between Nephew, Chicote, and Mandrake. Really? Oh, that's mm -hmm. sick. That's a good actually list neat. of players. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, let's get to the mailbag.
All right. I need a song. There you go. That was it. Just... All right. Mail Somebody clip that, and that'll be our song forevermore. I'll find a song to use then for the mailbag over here. Uh, all right. So on the mailbag over here, our first question is via Nuticon on Twitter. If Tetris were a fighting game, what character archetype would all the blocks be? So, for example, the I-bar would probably be the Dalsum Zoner because it has the most range. Uh, the O-block might be the defensive turtling character or, you know, or the grappler, perhaps. Um, the T-block would be like the generic Ryu character because it does all sorts of things. Uh, the S and the Z block would probably be the most like gimmicky characters because they are useful in very specific situations. Uh, and the L and the J blocks, um, probably kind of similar, but maybe a little more rushdown. I'm not sure. So um, I think that the long straight block, what do you call it? The L block? The the eyepiece? The, the, the I block? Yeah, yeah the eyepiece. Okay. Yeah, uh-huh. That's a character like Gold Lewis Dickinson, who has trouble getting into the right spot. But when he does, he does so much damage. That's actually exactly <laughs> right. I have to, I'm proud of myself. That's actually perfect. not bad. Yeah, no, perfect they're all. Job. Yeah, they're all perfect named after job. letters now. I L J S Z O and T. Nailed it. Yeah, Nailed it. All right, let's move on to the next one. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, I don't have any thoughts. Right. <laughs> yeah. You guys nailed it. Sure. Dude, okay. What is what is you're gonna have to put that one up on the internet? Oh, yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. So, the next question is What price would you would it require to get us to eat the German backpacking cheeseburger in a can? What that's right, that's right, German well, backpacking cheeseburger in a can. Would you eat a German backpacking cheeseburger in a can, and how much money would it take for you to do so? There's oh. a nice little look at it. Oh. There you go. Yep, that's right. At that's first, of investigation. At Thanks first, I question. was like, okay, but now. Oh, no. Would you eat cheeseburger, as its title is right there? Can you, can you make that image big? Why does it have teeth? <laughs> Got teeth, teeth for cheese. What the hell? Wow! Look at yeah, that I, monstrosity. I was, the oh. the the teeth oh. is what gets me. I think the rest of it, I will probably be like, yeah, sure, whatever. But the teeth that's is just, that's scary. I, th I think that's like dripping cheese or something. Yeah, like yeah. That. I mean, yeah. I'm assuming that's I supposed mean, to be the cheese, but it looks like not the word for it. Like that it is... wants to bite my dick off. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely like, solid. It's not. That a is a penis biting burger, and it goes oh. specifically for the wiener. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yep. Yep. It's scary looking. I mean, would you eat it? If I was starving, sure. Well, okay, <laughs> but you're not starving. Somebody's just like, hey, how much would it take you to eat this? What? How, how much money? Uh, I don't know, man. Like, if I know I'm not going to get sick from it, just give me like a hundred bucks and I'll try. You don't it. know that. I don't know I'm going to get sick. Then, I, then just... I need at least. I, then I need at least a hundred thousand dollars to cover my medical bills. Because <laughs> I don't know I'm, like, if I get really sick, then I I got to cover those bills. Well, I'm not going to eat a cheeseburger regardless because that's mixing milk and meat, and um, I'm too Jewish for that. But 
if this were just a regular burger? I'd eat it. I'd try it out. Why not? No, see, you have to say I wouldn't unless they paid me $100,000. Because otherwise, now someone's going to offer this German you. backpacking burger, and they were like, hey, Dave, you want to try this German backpacking <laughs> Okay. Let me tell you something. Let me okay. tell you something. Yeah, okay. You have to be careful, David. You have to be very, very careful right now. Okay. Because on Synchronize, we were asked, what would it take for us to try Marmite by Investigation Cone? And uh, Olaf said, I'd try it. And then lo and behold, an Amazon package on my doorstep, box of Marmite. Well, that's from hilarious. investigation cone. So, you saying this, David? If he finds the hamburger version of this, if if you can find a hamburger version of this that also like is, it's if there's no pork in it, there's no dairy in it. That is to say, like it's not truly kosher. But like, if there's nothing that I can't eat in there due to Jewishness, um, then yeah, whatever. Due to I mean, Jewishness. To be clear, like, don't spend money doing that. But also, if, if it was in front of me, then, yeah, I'd try it out. Why not? Doesn't All seem right, like that investigation big a deal. cone. You know Marmite what to do now. <laughs> I don't know what Marmite is, but... Uh, that sounds gross. It, it, it's not it an sounds appealing like the name. Bad version of Nutella. That's what I imagine when it's, I hear Marmite. It, yeah, you spread it on... It's from, a, like, it's an Australian thing, and, like, apparently it's super, super bitter. Oh, Vegemite. It's Vegemite. It's Vegemite. Oh, yeah, I played Vegemite. I didn't think it was terrible. I thought that, okay. I thought that was like way overblown. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't try it. I let Olaf try it, and I just. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't even it. partake in that. Coward. Yes. <laughs> I'm a durian. Look, I'll tell you this. There are things that I don't eat because, like, I choose not to. But other than that, I'll eat it. Whatever. Of course. And before I started choosing not to eat those things, <sighs> I ate. A lot of different stuff, that's for sure. <laughs> I got adventurous sometimes. You ate a lot of food, but you never washed any of the dishes afterwards. Mm. So, you know. Facts. <laughs> right, Burger cool. in a can needs to be in the lyrics for the male theme song. <laughs> oh, now my cats are Ugh. being cats right now. Okay. Uh, all right, next question. Next question. Uh... Ishun Sengeki via Twitter. The idea and concept of grapplers have been erased from all fighting games and the Thank memories God. of players except you. How will you remind people that they exist or you'll choose a new world without? Okay, so this is the FGC version of that movie where the Beatles disappear. Yes, that's what I was uh -huh, thinking uh -huh. of. Only Yesterday, like three people yeah, yeah. in the world remember the Beatles. Which, right. by the way, I thought that movie was pretty good. I liked it. I, I actually didn't get to see it, but it looked pretty dope. It was it was good. I, it was some. Movie, I heard it was uh, some some flight I was on. I watched it. Yeah, I heard it was like more romantic comedy than it was like ha actually having to do with the Beatles and that kind of situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just okay. a conceit to like have yeah. a movie around. For I think sure. it's called anyway, Yesterday, I right? I think it's called Yesterday. I think that is what it right. is. So, yeah. How will I remind people that they exist? I'll just like make a game and be like, hey game developers i have the gnarliest idea for you so <laughs> what if you could throw people that would that's that's like my conversation Stay with me now oh you know yeah i mean the hardest thing about it the hardest thing about it is if there weren't grapplers that existed guilty gear would have like three characters left right i mean soul is a grappler you know <laughs> may is a grappler giovanna's you know, kind of a grappler 
kind of similar experience is a character who instead of the throw being the mix-up, what if it was just like a five-frame overhead that did 20% damage? For right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's exactly. the same idea, right? Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's, as a throw. Uh, it's less satisfying. Except it's extremely easy to, to execute as well, probably. <laughs> yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah, you have to do a 360 to get an overhead or whatever. Oh, okay, that's fair. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but it's the same idea, because, you know, anyway... I hope we never experience this world, and if we do, I hope that there will be, like, two people who look up at me because I'm the one who knows how to sing or play grapplers in this case, and they're like, oh, just just let, <laughs> let us hear you sing. Like, I, that would be what I hope. I mean, look, you don't have <laughs> to have a command throw to be a grappler. Blanca was a grappler in Super Turbo, okay? Like, 100% mm. he was a grappler, right? Giovanna's gameplay revolves so much around her regular throw that I really do think that she's a grappler, you know, like if you took, if she didn't, if you did not use her regular throw, Giovanna is that much weaker. So I think, uh, she's a grappler. All right. What's the next one? (laughs) I'm just trying to make grappler hating Giovanna players mad. So, uh, Dubu Domo. Let's get this over here. To be clear, I would never tell anybody that grapplers existed and we would live <laughs> yeah. in peace. Yeah, of course, of course, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we would, would all be, live in peace. There would be no like war. Yeah. <laughs> so Dubu Domo via Discord, what is your favorite chip mechanic and how does it affect the game it is in? You know, SF5 white life, guard meters, risk, etc., etc. The f- best chip mechanic is the one that has the alpha blade, the gamma blade, the beta blade, uh, the, the 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 little teleport command throw, the running up the walls. Okay, yeah, anyways. Go ahead, guys. <laughs> I have an my answer favorite to this chip. question. I actually, yeah, I do have a real one. I, my favorite is a grand blue versus chip kills. You have to get someone down to zero percent and then do one more hit. Yeah, I think that is the perfect way to handle chip kills. Uh, Guilty Gear almost has it right with FD, but if you run out of meter, then you're screwed and there's certain situations where you still can't get out. Whereas in Grand Blue, if you get down to 0% life, you still have one more chance to get out mm-hmm. of that situation. So you I just thought it was a really cool way to handle that. You know, that's, that's, does as well. yeah, you oh, know okay. that, that's, yeah, that's basically really cool. also Street Fighter 2. Like oh, by right. the time your life got low, there was a guts on chip so that everything oh, that huh. did chip was one pixel. Like there's a certain amount, like you could never die with a chunk of health. It was, there was a guts that by the end, that's how everybody would tie rounds uh, when it could go to 10 rounds total in Street Fighter 2. And so two people would play and then right before someone died, they go, okay, stop, 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 stop. And then we would chip each other both the zero health and then we would tie the round and play the next round and then do that again and the net, that round and then do that again and play 10 rounds of Street Fighter 2 on one quarter. Wow. That's yeah. genius. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they don't they they don't go up to that many rounds anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Champion Edition came out and they got rid of that. <laughs> wow. They nerfed your meta. Uh, I really like SF5's White Life. When the game first came out, I was uh, I liked it, but I also like thought it, it wasn't great, but since they've changed things over the last several years, I really like it now. I think it's like a really, really good place of um, just like making pressure scary and 
not in a way like I like risk for guilty or strive. It's just like, well, then you you actually die sometimes, like which is maybe a little <laughs> bit too much. You, know? you actually die, and that's it. Whereas in SF5, that's usually not the case. But I like that SF5 makes it so that it's it feels like pressuring is worth it. Pressing buttons is worth it. So. I mean, for me. It, it it's it's my favorite but also because of the way the game plays and how it falls into the system but probably vampire savior might be one of my most favorite ones i mean it's not really a chip system i guess you could call it but the way that the white life works you know very similarly to the gray health but it's literally so fast yeah literally 50 percent of all damage you take in that game is converted to white health and so you can gain back. You could basically have like three total bars of life. Like if you recover everything that you've ever taken damage off of. And I think that's really cool. Like the way, especially by the speed of the game, but it promotes you to be offensive without creating a guard meter kind of thing. You know, it does a really, really neat job of how it affects the gameplay in there. And then, you know, chip damage is also chip damage. I don't remember if that gets half and half or not. I'll have to double check on that one, but uh, I really do like the white uh, life mechanic in that game. So, cool. Okay. All right. Let's move on. Uh, also, let's like let's go pretty fast because we still have a bunch left and it's getting late. Okay. So no problem. Make these questions quick. Make these answers quick. Did I via Discord? What is your preferred mechanic to solve draw, draw around and find games? Round no, I'm just kidding. No. Round each in Street Fighter Four. Round only to the loser in Guilty Gear. Judges ruling in Street Fighter Three. Sudden death in Smash. Transition to an entirely different game in Dino Rex. Okay, Which well, is, judges ruling is ass. Yeah, transition <laughs> to an entirely different game is hilarious. By the way, I saw that tweet, and that's amazing. Yeah. So. Uh, the answer is I actually like the way Guilty Gear does it. I prefer the both players kind of get around, but if it's at the end, then it just maxes out. However, that's also with the caveat that the max rounds is four rounds, not three rounds. Because I feel like that kind of makes sense in that environment because, you know... It's less likely to happen that you get the free round, basically, in that way, and almost kind of impossible. I think that's why it worked in those older games when it was max four rounds, and you would be one and then down, and then you would basically both... Uh, how did it work? It's like you get a double KO, and then I don't think anybody got a round. That's what it was. Yeah, actually, nobody gets a round. Like yeah, yeah, nobody gets a round... And then if you double KO twice, it everybody's maxed out at one round, final round, basically, is what it was. So, yeah, I like it better if nobody gets a round, essentially. And yeah, then there's like four rounds max. either both players lose a round or both players nothing happens. Right. Correct. I yeah, think yeah. whatever happens has to be even. For That's sure. all. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally agree with that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, I have to be faster on this here. Yes, Sorry. you do. I was going to call you out, but then you started... You know, coming in for a landing. So yeah, basically, I'm saying it myself. Uh, Tabby Nat on Twitter asks, which fighting game series has the best waifus and husbandos? Uh, fighting game series. I'm gonna husbandos? say Marvel versus Capcom. Uh, second place, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Yeah, sure, man. Third, third place, One Must Fall, 2097. Yeah, I, I yeah, 
sure. Guilty Gear. Street Guilty Fighter Gear. In, in Guilty Gear. Yeah, all of I I couldn't care less. You just about don't care at all. <laughs> yeah, no. just I don't give a shit. Guilty Gear is clearly the one with the best husband. It's Guilty Gear is clearly dude. the winner. Dude, Johnny, freaking Angie, dude. I mean, come on, dude. Those, like, husbandos and then biking. I mean, the way that they made Milia look in this game. I mean, geez, like, come on. TMNT tournament fighters. That Armagon. Ooh. All right, Fat Cat asks, if you all had popsicles made of you, what flavor would you be? (laughs) Cannabis. <laughs> for sure no one's gonna want to lick it but that's the truth oh wow um i would be pistachio i love nuts every time i eat uh, an ice cream or anything like that it's nuts. gotta be nut flavored it's gotta have some nuts in it it's yeah. gotta be nuts it's gotta be for, pistachio for me, it's gotta be pecan something like that i would be a, a salt flavored popsicle it's a good one. All right. Gross. <laughs> Sounds horrible. But there you go. Oh, man. Phil David's Rufio. the only one that's somewhat edible. Phil Rufio <laughs> asks, which character have you hated playing against most? Makoto. Okay. That's I don't even answer. think that's like the worst matchup that I've played, but Makoto in, Q- in Third Strike and Makoto in SF4. That's the character that I've hated the most. I don't like salty licorice, but if I'm going to be flavored anything, I'm going to be salt. That's just what I'm saying. So Season 2 GT Goku in Dragon Ball Fighters. Mm. Ugh, what a okay. little rat monster. I mean, for me, like I could say Honda in Super Turbo, but I already know that match like is just unwinnable. So like I can't really say that. And plus, I can use Ken against the character. Uh, there's definitely i definitely have a lot of demons probably maybe like even my experience of fighting against uh eddie gordo oh god (laughs) (laughs) oh man yoshimitsu and soul caliber really pissed me off too okay okay eddie gordo xiaoyu you know zafina any of those like crazy i'm just like crouching on the floor and i can't hit you characters and right. tekken probably have cost... no phoenix huh none of us said a character like that no yeah i'll snap that bitch in all right it's a buddy. free character okay <laughs> better have a real good magneto or something stephanie brownback asks via twitter if you were a mortal kombat character what would be your friendship <laughs> I'll light up a fatty boobatty and hand it to my boy. Oh. <laughs> Dude, you got a one-track mind right now. I mean, it's just like so. If you actually know me in real yeah, life, no, like, that totally it's pretty makes obvious. Sense. Uh, I my, mine would just be. It would just I just give him the head nod. Yeah. So. That's would, actually me in real life. I would imagine mine would I would run up to them and just start hugging them, and the other guy would go, oh. Oh, oh, and that's about it. So, like, they would not enjoy it. Probably. Why are they making that noise? Because <laughs> that's, that's the Mortal Kombat getting hit noise. That's why. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> I, actually, oh. to be fair, they would probably smile. Everybody says I give the best hugs, dude. Everybody always says I, I feel give like the best James Chen's would be he runs up to the table and acts like he's going to toss it, and then he pulls off, like, the cover, and then. There's like party supplies and Aww. things like that. I think that would be the one I would make for James. It's not that would not be me at all. <laughs> that would be very cute. Uh, David would give a lecture on maps. 
<laughs> that would be so cool, dude. Oh, have a map, so dude. Your friend- friendship, a Mercator, and a, and, a, and the other map show up, oh, and you'd be like so pointing great. out globes. You'll set the Mercator map on fire, and then have like your teacher stick it's and point to be, the other it's map. Gotta be a globe. That's it. That's the only thing I'm gonna accept. Yeah. It's gotta be a globe. We don't have to get by on paper nowadays. You realize this, folks? We have 3D software. Doesn't need to be that way. Humble Dad Games Art via Twitter asks, do you think grappler characters typically lack flashy combos to nerf them? And does it take away from How their overall style, you. making them boring? How dare you? How dare you? First of all, <laughs> no. Second of all, does it take away from the overall style? No. So just, just a couple of quick no's for the archetype that is among the most fun in fighting games that everybody there are some grapplers with pretty big combos. Yeah. I mean, Tager combos aren't short, right? Right. I was just going to say Tager's combos are actually some of the sickest in fighting games. He's playing, he's dribbling you around Dude, like a basketball. Right. It's so cool. I'll tell you right now, Potemkin right now, some of the po combos that I have to do in the corner and stuff like that are some of the most intense combos that I've done in recent fighting games, honestly. Uh, but Normally, you don't give them a lot of combos just because it's it's it is a balanced mechanic. You know, you want to try to. It just depends on the game that you're coming from, right? So, like, you just you don't want to give the same kind of benefit for landing a hit as you would a throw on a grappler because that just makes it so that like you're just dead. Like it's Q. It's Q. Basically, you're making Q. Uh, not Q. G. You're making G. Yeah, you're like, making G. I'm sorry. I know what you meant. We're talking about a character in Q whose best punish outside of point blank range is like a fierce button. Right. Or yeah. Whatever. Yeah. 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 Nothing. No. Because Smug was using the Q G, so that's the one that I'm that's stuck in my head right now. Uh, but G, you're basically making G, and G is a terrifying character, and he's not true grappler. But that's, that's, uh, a, I mean, Soul was like that too in Guilty Gear, the original Guilty Gears, even though his command throw led into big combos. Like, it just depends on how you want to balance the character out, to be honest with you. And you can have it either way. It's just now you have to find another weakness for the character. So in the original Guilty Gear, Soul never had an overhead. Like, he didn't have left-right mix-ups. He had no high-low mix-ups. If he didn't have wild throw, he would basically be useless in that game. And so having the wild throw is what makes him A, a grappler, and B, viable in older Guilty Gear Shout games. Shout out to grapplers. Yep. The best. Okay. Uh, next question. Second to last question. Uh, Shay Farsi via Twitter asks, what's the most challenging thing you have ever faced in your commentary career? Commentating a match with Bukaki as the player. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> uh, that's a good question, it's, actually. Yeah, for me, it is probably just situations where the streams... Not the streams were down. The streams were up, but the matches were down for whatever reason. Right, yeah. That happened, I can recall, in a few instances, I guess. But one of them was just, like, at Evo Japan, the very first one. There were no matches for, like, probably 20 minutes. 30 minutes it was really really long mm -hmm. and so we just had to kill time like forever and eventually you just run out of things to say but like i don't want to just sit there with my phone like some folks did back in the day so that was <laughs> challenging that was challenging but not not terrible just it was a challenge one of my biggest commentary challenges i just remember now was during the street fighter 25th anniversary tournament 
We were in the Austin tournament. We were commentating Street Fighter across Tekken and uh, staying awake was probably one of the hardest things. We had been commentating for already probably 10 hours. (laughs) That was the Capcom Cup one. That was the finals one. I just remember at the Austin one, I actually did the thing where I almost fell out of my chair and Nidell looked at me and was like, really? (laughs) Dude, James... Is it your impression that this is the only time that's happened to no, you? No, no, not at all. Not at all. That was the, that was I the wonder, worst. Like, did you not experience those in the same way because you were asleep? But I could think of a lot. No, no, no. That was the worst one. That was the worst one by far. Right, that okay, was the yeah. worst one by far. So. Oh, oh man. man. I mean, there was one time I was commentating with Sejam and during a match, and I just started talking about Justin Wong for absolutely no reason. And I, like, and I was like, that would be something Justin Wong. What? And then like, I woke up and I was like, wait, what the hell? If, what the hell am I talking about? <laughs> yeah, and I tried time. to figure out a way to spin it. And I was talking to Sejam afterwards. He was like, I was wondering where the hell that Justin Wong comment came from, dude. I was like, ugh. From your dreams. Yeah. Sweet dreaming about Justin. <laughs> uh, my commentary career said no problems with smooth sailing. Uh, not a single issue in the entire time. So I'm just the best. The best yeah, there is, yeah. was, and ever will be. All right, next question. <laughs> All right. Last one. <laughs> Again from Shay Farsi via Twitter. Imagine you have never interacted with the FGC and describe how different your life would look like today. Oh, man. That's like a whole what if, like, <laughs> FGC edition. Like, man, I, I could, I could, I, I know that I would have ended up in esports for sure. Cause that's where my life was headed. Anyways, I was already competing in right. games. It just wouldn't have been fighting games and it probably would have looked a lot different. I don't, I doubt I would have gotten a commentary. For example, I probably would have ended up trying to be a player and maybe that led me to being a team coach or something like that. But yeah, I almost for sure would have still ended up in, in esports. I think. Hmm. Uh, I don't think that I would have. I think I would have been playing video games my whole life because I was already doing that, but I don't think that I would have. Um, I mean, me getting into commentary is so happenstance anyway. Like it was not a plan yeah, at all. Obviously. So if it had, if I had been somebody who kept playing RTS or kept playing whatever other games I was playing, I would just keep playing them probably. And I, you know, whatever I, w- I would have enjoyed it, but I wouldn't have had a career in it for sure. Yeah. Pro yeah, I mean, player. My friend groups would be totally different. My experiences would be very different. I wouldn't yep. have had like very like formative and important understandings, I feel like, that For I've sure. had because of who I've become friends with in FGC over the last 15, 20 years. Uh, so I would be a really different person. I, th- I mean, I wouldn't have the legal career that I do. Like, I would just be, it'd be very different. Uh, I would probably, you know, have a loving wife at this point and some kids. <laughs> Uh, I would on. probably have a job that, you know, I'm I'm actually feel comfortable and secure in. So I would probably be uh extremely happy right now, uh, mm. as opposed to what I am at this point. You can still make you know? all of those things happen, James. <laughs> I You're know, the only yeah, one stopping you, bud. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh I don't know. Like I definitely probably would not feel as uh well-educated, worldly, and fulfilled as I yeah. 
am now. Agreed. Having the ability to have traveled to a bunch of different places, meeting people of all different... I mean, let's put it this way. Like, I... Growing up, you know, I'm an old man as a kid. You made fun of gay people when you were a kid, you know, when you were a kid in my age. And now I know trans people, you know, trans members of the FGC and they're some of my best friends, you know. Sonic Fox is a furry, you know, and all these things. And like my perception on people is so vastly different thanks to the FGC. And, you know, I'm forever thankful of that, honestly. Like the ability to really expand my world and understand that everybody's human, you know, and you you have to uh you know learning to respect other people uh, until they disrespect you first. That's always my rule because obviously some people don't de- deserve respect. What's the caveat? What's the criteria? As soon as they start disrespecting other people first, that's just kind of my philosophy of life. So that's a good one. Yeah, we'd all be worse people without the fighting game community mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging out for the last while. I hope you all have a good weekend. Watch some Evo or some Marvel or some MK or play in it, maybe. Maybe you're doing one of those things this week. Should I actually play? I don't know if I'm going to play in the tournament. Should I? You should. Actually, if you're not going to commentate, you should play in it. Uh, Is it online? Strive? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh Strive. Oh, I, th- I thought you were talking about the Tampa hey, you one. Play, dude. Why not? No, no, I'm not going to Tampa. I'm not leaving my house. That's yeah. right. That's a local, If I was going that's there, I'd commentate. That's for right. Sure. That's offline. Yeah. That's yeah, right. No, that's I'm, right. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not doing it. Well, do you know do you know when the marvel is any uh it starts friday afternoon there you go all right guys all right everybody thanks for tuning in peace out have a good Happy night later, guys see you next time <laughs>